With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that 3-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Good morning, Well, happy, 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 happy Super Week 1 as we still have another week to go right here across the nation as the fellas come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. He is Lincoln Kennedy. I am Anthony Gargano. We are the fellas. Big Link. <laughs> Have you moved to Minnesota yet, Captain? That's coming Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. Just wait for you to relocate out there. I know you're heading west. Uh, oh, my God. Tuesday, uh, we will all convene. Uh, Philadelphia will take over Minnesota, much to the chagrin of Minnesotaans. Um, it will take over. It's wild, Link. It's unbelievable. This week has been... Um, very dreamy. It's funny how when you're in a city, and I live in Philadelphia, when you're in a city that is completely sports crazy and football crazy. Oh, yeah. And starved for a victory. Like never won the Super Bowl, and that narrative has been out there often. Uh, but when it manifests itself, it's pretty awesome. Like People here 
are like living on cloud nine, it's it's amazing the effects on society. And I have to go deep link to start the show, but people smile, people are happy, <laughs> people are letting other people go. Red lights are buying each other coffee. There was a guy who told me, how about this? Guy, a guy had an Eagles hat on and he was having trouble with his credit card. He was at Atlantic City trying to check into the Tropicana. Another guy, he said, you're an Eagles fan? Don't worry about it. And a guy put his his own credit card down and bought the guy a room for the night. <laughs> like that's, that's awesome. what like complete strangers hugging in the street. And that's the effect, look, and that's the effect is of this game that it has on the masses. You know, here's here's one thing that stood out and I thought about this this past week is is if you take a look at the calendar year, what a what a, a beautiful ride for the city of Philadelphia. The draft was an all-out performance, unlike we've ever seen anything else. They put on a wonderful show for the world to see. Then Carson Wentz comes out and has a tremendous season. Unfortunately, gets hurt before he can see it through, but has a tremendous season. Number one team for for a lot of the in the NFC for a lot uh, of the, this this year, and now they're on their way to Super Bowl to take on the Patriots. I mean, it's it's if you think about it, just a wonderful calendar year. It's it's oh, been yeah. it's been beautiful. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up. It's. Uh... Really sharp by you because we, I think one of the things that people here have been saying was, look, you know, this is how much we love this sport, right? Like we love the sport so much that three hundred thousand people showed up like it was a at the draft, like it was, uh, you know, a, a music festival, right? Exactly. Where no issues, yeah. and just kind of loving the air and loving the sport, and the fact that we love the sport so much. You know, maybe that energy translates into a, a Super Bowl championship and a parade along the same route that the draft was, which is the Parkway of Philadelphia. Wow! And you know, I think that's what that's their hope for. And like, here's the thing: I'm always been a big believer in like incremental success. Like you have the out of nowhere season um, sometimes, but if you look at the NFL, more often than not, it's the incremental. Get good, build a championship team, right? Steelers, Patriots, all those teams, the Colts. If you go back to the teams that have won Seahawks right. during this, the you know last 15, 20 years, it's you know pretty much been dynastic. Yeah. Now, who thinks that Nick Foles can? Uh, you know, the, when Carson goes down, who thinks that Nick Foles link? can lead them to a Super Bowl victory. No, I was in your house when it and, and after it happened and you you and I didn't necessarily think that we were going that we were going to see this, but I, I will I will say this. Ever since the injury, I've seen Nick Foles get progressively better in in the offense. And his run pass option, his decision making has been I mean, they they took apart Minnesota last week. Minnesota could not handle it. Uh they, they were so Royals. You're so right. And you know, it was interesting because they had so much success in the second half off the RPO that I think they took Minnesota by surprise because, you know, they were still giving you some RPO. But what they were doing is, you know, with the RPO, it's, it's always those slants, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like we're going to run those slants. So what happened was they ran a lot of double moves right. off those RPOs. And like you saw one to Zach Ertz, you saw the flea flicker with Alshon Jeffrey. Like they had a lot of success going down the field, and Nick Foles, like, was 
I don't know. Did he channel Carson Wentz from the sidelines? <laughs> well, because your nickname Ginger Jesus. Like it has to be, <laughs> it has right. To be right? <laughs> uh, you're right. You're, uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, you know, and I saw a lot of those those second level slants to where you know Minnesota's linebackers were rushing under. Uh, initially, when they saw they were rushing under where the, the the initial slant would go, there were second level slants. So that shows patience by Nick Foles. Uh, sometimes you know quarterbacks get antsy where they want to try to get that ball out, but just waiting for that second level to open up puts it right in there in that center hole, right between the middle linebackers. It, it, I mean, it, it was beautiful. I, I was very impressed. I was very impressed. Not only the the efficiency with the offense was running, but you know the the way the defense stood up to the occasion. They constantly harassed Case Keenum. Uh, Case had been spoiled by the protection that he got all that year, and I don't think he ever gained, went up against a front that was as active as the Eagles' front, and that's a great formula for success. I mean, going into this game, Eagle fans have a lot to look forward to. The fact is, is that you know they give out a defense that's ranked in the top five in just about every other category, every category except pass defense, overall pass defense, which is a concern going up against a Tom Brady. But you know, if we've seen formulas for success to beat Brady before, it's a, a rush that can get to him where you don't have to blitz. The Eagles have that. Um, and more importantly, they, they have a run game which they can use, you know stand behind and sustain uh, long drives, much like Jacksonville started to do or was able to do in the first half uh, of the game in New England when they were able to get that lead. They just weren't able to hold on to it. You know, it's interesting. Uh, that's just a great point. And to, to go further with Jacksonville, I mean, one of the things – and. I get why Doug Marone did what he did, which is when you got 30 seconds left and a couple timeouts and you got a lead like that, you're getting the ball back in the second half. Your inclination is to why risk anything? Let's take a knee. Doug Peterson had the same situation and went with a screen to Ajayi and picked up some positive yards and went, all right, well, now we're in business. Let's go for it. And they wound up getting a field goal. And I think – to beat the Patriots, you need to kill them. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I understand why Kyle Shanahan went against conventional wisdom, which was like, dude, you kind of take some time off the clock and trying to throw it because he looks over the over the sidelines and he sees Belichick and he says, like, I got to kill him. I got to stick a stake through his heart. The ultimate vampires that we've ever seen in sports are the Patriots. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I, look, I, I, you get you don't have to convince me. I'm pulling for the Eagles all the way. I'm, I'm doing everything oh, less of wearing you. green. <laughs> you know, oh, you already I know. know you, brother. <laughs> My God, do I know you? I know you're you're. I know how you feel. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I actually think oddly that if you go through the team, if you go match up the players, and you look size of the teams, I think the Eagles are actually the better team. Now, the quarterback aside, which right. sways everything, but if you actually go, I mean, the Eagles' defense is better than the Patriots' defense, yes. much better, actually. Yes. I mean, you, yes. know, you look at the front, it's not even close. Right. Uh, you look at the, I think the Eagles' offensive line is better than the Patriots' offensive line. Yes, I'll give you that one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll go Patriots receivers, I'll go, obviously, Brady and, you know, obviously you're going to go Gronk, but Zach Ertz is a really good tight end, too. True, so true. It's not, not like you're not losing much. And right. the backs, different style, and you get a lot out of Deion Lewis, and he'll get Burkett and James White. But, you know, you got to take a Jai Blunt and Clement over uh, the Patriots' backs. Mm, not going that far. Different. Different. Uh, 
different. Right? All absolutely different. Different. The better, I mean, like if you if I said better runners, I mean, I mean, look, Deion Lewis out of the backfield is dangerous. Yeah, but Ajayi is a better runner than anybody on that team, and uh, so is Blunt. Well, as far as power running, yes, I'll give it. But I think it's different styles. So I don't yeah. think it's an apples yeah. apples comparison. I think it's different styles. I agree. But my thing is this: is like even when we we stack it up and we play the intangibles, and we'll do it the entire show, everybody. We'll we'll, we'll talk about this uh, this matchup. The defining factor is number twelve, and and as much as I hate to say it, what he did last week against Jacksonville was much like what he did in the Super Bowl last year, and we've seen time and time again. I mean, he meticulously picked the team apart, even when Gronk went out. They still found a way to score. And 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 and, sl- and slowly, it wasn't just it wasn't like one play did it or swayed the momentum. Slowly, they were able to take the air out of the sail of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they were able to come from behind and beat them and put them in a position to where Jacksonville doesn't have the same type of offense that can go down the field in two minutes, like Brady did. I mean, they they, they it, it was it was beautiful and in the pure sense of of football because. Not only did Brady march down the field and take time off the clock to where Jacksonville could not stop them, but he also got a touchdown. He threw a touchdown in the back of the end zone with two nah, minutes bro, to go you, in the game. No, nah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> it's like, I was like, he did it nah, again. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I mean obviously, you know, it, it, and it's, it's him and it's the guy in the hood. The guy in the hood is, is diabolical. That's exactly I mean, right. And I mean, I mean, so, if there's well, anyone who's the devil on the earth, it's Belichick. I know we're up against it. We'll talk about it all. Like I said, we'll talk about it all day. But when we come back, you know, I'll I'll break down a similarity that I saw between the national championship game and the, and the AFC championship game, which I hope doesn't repeat in the Super Bowl. Ooh, but most I'm looking forward it to it. I want to hear that take. Also, tough news for the New Orleans Pelicans, Boogie Cousins. Boogie Cousins suffers a torn and left Achilles. Saw that, man. Ten seconds ago. That's a killer, man. That's a killer. We'll give a little hope, too, as well. It is the fellas. We are the fellas. Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, coming live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Don't go anywhere. You're going to hear a grown man maybe even gush or weep. (laughs) Certainly embarrass himself. So don't go anywhere. What does it mean when Geico says 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Hey, we are the fellas. He's Anthony Gregano. I'm Lincoln Kennedy. Chatting a little football. And you know what, cuz? Here's the thing. I, I, I was going over the film of both the national championship game, Alabama-Georgia, as well as that AFC championship game. And as much as I, I hate to say it, you know, Belichick and Saban, their coaching staffs are just smarter. They're just it, – it's it, True. The, the, the AFC championship game, most notably – is that I saw what you don't always see in this day and age. You don't see second-half adjustments as prolific as I did from Matt Patricia and the defense and the the Patriots' Jaguars game, mainly because the Jaguars started off and had the Patriots on their heels throwing bubble screens, doing wide-sweep runs, stuff like that, and then they tried the same thing in the second half, and all that was negated. It, it made Matt Bortles uncomfortable because – or like the Matt Bortles. Uh, Blake Bortles, it made him uncomfortable – because he and all of a sudden the stuff that was working in the first half wasn't working in the second half, and 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 so they they were on their heels. They were reeling, trying to get anything going, and they were more three and outs, and the momentum was slowly shifting. And the same thing happened in the national championship game. I mean, you credit Nick Saban for making such right. a, 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 a a a change, going with the guy who got him there, and you're changing to a freshman quarterback. But you know 
that Georgia runs basically the same defense. So it's almost like playing your scout team, uh, playing your playing your, your own self in practice. And they light the scoreboard up with the second second half changes. You know, you don't merely see those those game plan changes as as uh, profound as we did in those two games, most notably. And that's why you give the coaching staffs credit. And believe me, it's true. I mean, and once, <laughs> and once you get um, no, I'm, I, no, I feel you, but you're you're dead right. And then once you get a quarterback in Alabama's situation, once you get a quarterback that can make the throws down the field because that's where the plays were exactly. You know, now all of a sudden you got something cooking and. Uh, you're right. They are just smarter. They do things different. There's the parallels are often we talk about the the two of them, the two the Patriots and, the, and Alabama, because guys want to find out like the secret, right? There's mm-hmm. the secret surrounding Saban, and there's one around Belichick, and in both cases, their assistants don't do anything when they leave, right? You know, whether it be right. look at all, look at all those Patriots guys. Oh, yeah. We thought Charlie Weiss was going to be a genius. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Romeo, Romeo Cornell. Yes. Nothing. You know, we'll see about Josh McDaniels the, second, the second time, time around. around. Yeah, exactly. I think he's bright. I think he's a, you know, I would hire him. I think he's a, a really good coach. Uh, Matt Patricia, too. But again, you know, history, though, is on the other side. Same thing in Alabama. You yeah. know, I mean, like, they just. You don't see anybody duplicate what those two guys are. It must be Croat power. They're both from Croatia, both uh, a Croatian descent. <laughs> well, I, I honestly and, feel uh, like when it comes Saban. to the Belichick tree, that in in order, you know, Belichick's system started a long time ago, well before they were you know, winning as consistently. And there were things that they, that Belichick did that not a lot of coaches, other coaches did. And he had, you know, he had Robert Kraft, the supporter Robert Kraft, where it came to, I don't care who you are. Um, you know, no one's above the team, but he kept all their players there for offseason workouts. Even, you know, the, everything was mandatory, even though it said voluntary. It was known. I was, I know a lot of players that said, look, Belichick says if, if you're not here for offseason training camp, uh, offseason workouts, he, he's not going to play you. And I'm like, what? It's, it's voluntary. It's, no, nothing's voluntary under his. Everything is mandatory, what he says. That has to be duplicated. You have to have the support of the ownership behind you in order to do that. Because if you're willing to cut right. one of your well-known players, you know, like they did. I mean, they 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 got rid of you know Seymour. They got rid of Randy Moss, and after you know a record year, they got rid of all those personalities that were standing that were outstanding. Um, and and said we don't care who you are. And and they made you know Brady even when Brady could have got more money, he conceded to stay there and do his thing with the Patriots and just you know be well taken care of. You have to have ownership back behind you. Sure you do. Um, to to talk about your other point too, which is the adjustments. Is there any greater adjustment than the Patriots made when they lose Gronk? Like they lose Gronk, and that was a huge, huge loss. Right. And what did they do? They had Hogan run his routes. Yep. And he caught a couple of big, good, big passes. Got a pi. I mm-hmm. mean, it was all. I mean, and that was that's all to adjust without your best player. We saw it last year in the Super Bowl. They did the same thing with Hogan. All of a sudden, Hogan became big. You know, Amadola was always doing his thing, but they they would flood the zone. So they say, even though you've got corners who can shut down, we're going to test the middle. We're going to test your safeties. They would flood the zone and flood the areas where they would have somebody creeping out back or creeping on a pivot route out of the backfield. These things were able to work and and, and pick on the middle of the field against the Jaguars. Pretty amazing, man. Like pretty, it really is pretty amazing how they've done it. Mm-hmm. You know, both of them done it. But I'll, I'll tell you this: the 
the, the town believes that there's a greater force at play here, greater than Belichick, greater than the greatness of Brady. Of course, here in Philadelphia, we like to call it good because good will triumph over evil. <laughs> so, of course, that's our own narrative. But in, in besides that, there is a, the truly a belief that there's something special with this group. This group has been really underdogs all season long. Right. No one really believed in them. Listen, I mean, I, I would, I'm with them from day one. They came in, and the all I wanted as the, someone who covers and does a daily show in Philadelphia was to watch Carson Wentz show progress. Right. 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 You got a franchise quarterback. It's Doug Peterson's second season. They made some really good upgrades. You know, I remember they made some pretty good upgrades with, you know, Alshon Jeffrey and, uh, you know, getting receivers like Torrey Smith. And, I mean, you know, they they had some really good uh, additions on defense. And I remember going, oh, my God, like they can make the playoffs. And people were going, I got to stop making the playoffs. And then uh, you saw the promise with Wentz. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, but but like they won games that I thought, well, I mean, the Chargers game's a tough spot. They'll probably lose. They win. You know, and then like there was like about a half dozen of these games. Carolina, short week on a Thursday night on the road, and they win. And then all of a sudden you start to go, wow, man. Doug Peterson, who quizzically went for it on fourth and eight against the Giants in week four. You went, all of a sudden, you saw that what was going on is that he really, those players respond to him. I, you know, it, it's amazing the coaching job he's done, and I didn't expect it a little bit. In fact, I, I think the Eagles were were wondering themselves whether or not, at least the front office was, whether or not they that, that Peterson was going to finish the job with Wentz. That it was probably going to be somebody else, and man, he is—he has just done a wonderful year. What, a what, wonderful what's year. odd to me is how you can have a team that has a thirteen and three record and people doubt them. I mean, it, it, it just—it just doesn't happen in professional sports like that. Now, yeah, you, but you, the way, you, the way but, it but, happened, but here's my though. thing: you know, we came into the season and we talked about it. We talked about breakdown. I actually thought that, and and, and held true. I said the Eagles were going to win the division, and people scoffed at me. I told you know the the, the no, Cowboys would not it. make the playoffs. You, you, you said it, and yeah. that, and people laughed at me. And so when I when I watched Carson Wentz last year, one of the biggest things as I was hurting this offense was that his receivers just weren't catching the ball. They were not catching the ball. They had more drops and more you know miss two mistiming routes and stuff like that. That was the sort of demise of the Eagles. And I knew this year, another year, it was going to be better because the timing was going to get down with the receivers. And you know, certain round they they caught the ball. The run pass option really took, you know, from the Eagles standpoint, really took did a lot of uh, 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 took a lot of the defenses you know by surprise. More importantly, Carson made plays when he was in there, whether it was with his legs or standing tall in the pocket. He made plays that really added to the momentum of this team. Now, I, I think they've got to say form- one thing. Let me say one thing because you. You were steadfast. I remember a show in August. We were doing our predictions for the season. And you were like, 
the Eagles are going to win the NFC East. The Cowboys won't be above 500. Mm-hmm. And you're like, the Giants? No, no, Giants. Eagles. I see the Eagles. And you were just dead on. The way you saw that whole division was dead on. Oh, look, there's because it is a competitive division, there's always one that's going to come out and surprise you. And I thought this was the Eagles' year. I didn't give the Giants credit because they didn't pay attention to their run game and their offensive line. And I said I knew that was going to hamper them. And then you have the internal demise, which nobody can ever pre- uh, predict. But now that you're looking at it, they're on their, the Eagles are on their way to the Super Bowl, and they've got a formula, much like the Giants did when the last time the Giants played the Patriots, the last one who was to beat the team in the, in the Super Bowl, uh, with, a, with a formula. They've, they have a, a front four that can get to the quarterback where you don't have to blitz. And that's important because whether Gronk plays or not, you want to play zone man combinations behind it. If, the, if one of your biggest nemesis on defense is the play of your corners, then the last thing you can do is have them roaming out in space and playing too much man. So you got to be in the zone combinations behind it, a man's zone combinations behind it to sort of delay Brady from getting rid of the ball because Brady's going to use a lot of a pre-snap reads. I think the Eagles can do that. So, all right, so let's play this out a little bit on the other side. But first, let's bring in our man, Figgy. Fellas, what's going on? We'd say figs. Always a pleasure to talk to you, gentlemen. And congratulations to the Eagles, by the way, there, Ant. Figgy, thank you, buddy. Of course, brother. I, I gotta tell you, it's been a it's been a fun time. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Hopefully, the the fun keeps rolling here for the next week, and they can bring a championship, a Super Bowl championship, to the city of Philadelphia. So we're looking forward to that one for you sure. We saw the poles being greased. Yeah, I heard that didn't work week. too well. Didn't work out too well. No, no, we know how to climb grease poles here. <laughs> it's a special town. Yeah, very, very versatile people out there. I see. <laughs> uh, we have a final, by the way, in the Australian Open. It is Carolyn Wozniacki who comes away with her first Grand Slam championship. She beats Simone Halep. She wins the first and last sets, seven six and six four, for her first Grand Slam title. So, congratulations to Carolyn Wozniacki for that victory. As you guys mentioned a second ago on Friday night in the NBA, DeMarcus Cousins uh, out now for the remainder of the season. Uh, but they suffered a ruptured left Achilles That's tendon. brutal. Yeah, late in the fourth quarter. I mean, 15 seconds left on the clock. The game was essentially over uh, at the point in time that he uh, that he suffered this injury. They do get the victory over the Rockets, 115-113. to 113, But the All-Star averaging 25 points, 12 boards, 5 assists. Uh, now an impending free agent and out for the remainder of the season. So uh, a tough blow there for the Pelicans, who currently sit in the sixth seed in the Western Conference. So we'll monitor how that affects their playoff aspirations moving forward. Uh, your 76ers there, Anthony, 97-78 to 78 over the Spurs in San Antonio. Do you know the last time they beat San Antonio on the road I there? I believe 20-some years ago. 2004. Oh, Joel Embiid was 10 years old the last time the yeah. Sixers got a victory <laughs> over the Spurs in San Antonio. Trust the process. Like 22 games? Yeah. Maybe? Something like that? Yes. Yes. Unreal. Unbelievable. Philly's on fire, though. They won five of the last six. Ben no, Simmons. We're in streaky town, yeah. Yeah, very, very streaky. Ben Simmons on his, his uh, uh, vengeance tour, being snubbed for the All-Star team, 21.7 assists. And, of course, Embiid, who did make the All-Star team, 18 points and 14 boards in the victory. Elsewhere, the Clippers got 40 points, once again, from Lou Williams, lighting it up off the bench, also had 10 assists. They beat the Grizzlies in Memphis, 109-100. to Lakers got 25 points from Brandon Ingram. They beat the Bulls in Chi-Town, 108-103. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. 
Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Rookie sensation Donovan Mitchell with 26 points for the Utah Jazz. They beat the Raptors on the road in Toronto. Just a fourth loss at home for Toronto in 22 tries this year. 97-93, the victory for Utah. The Cavaliers get a triple-double from Mr. Triple-Double, LeBron James, 115-108 to 108 in a victory over the Pacers. Six-ring Michigan State beats Wisconsin 76-61 to 61 in college hoops. And at the Farmer Insurance Open, Tiger Woods shot a one-under 71 for the second round and actually made the cut. The first time he's made the cut in an official PGA event in three years. 2015, the last time Tigers made it through the weekend. Gentlemen, Tiger Woods. Thank you, Figgy. We appreciate it. We're the fellas. We come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% of more card shorts. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, we, uh, we introduce you to Figgy. Let's bring in our other members of the fellas, our fine producer, Triple M. Michael, good morning. Gentlemen, what do you say? It's good to be with you as always. Anthony, as I've been saying repeatedly, congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. It is awesome for you and for the city of Philadelphia to get to the Super Bowl. It's an amazing story, so I'm very, very happy for you. Yeah, thanks, brother. It's fun. It's it's uh, lifelong. I was a childhood Eagles fan, and you know, it's fun when you work. I've been all over. I worked in New York, right, Chicago, yeah. all over. But when you when you kind of work in your back in your hometown and see the hometown uh, do really well and love it so much, it's it's kind of deserved. Oh yeah, no, it's everyone, it's it's know? it's very gratifying, and I mean, like just from like all the heartache from those years with Andy Reid getting to those NFC title games, getting to the yeah, Super the Bowl. close. Yeah. No, and, and then like look at, it's kind of a little bit of poetic justice here. Look who they're facing in the Super Bowl after all those years. They got to that Super Bowl. It was so close. Uh, what was it? That was like, what, 39, right? So that was like 13 years ago. So yeah. it's kind of like poetic justice. So it's going to be really fascinating to see this matchup and the build to it because there's so many angles from it that you can take away. And like and the Nick Foles thing is just amazing to me because people were killing him after so like they played really conservative in that game against Atlanta and he wasn't throwing downfield. And I'm watching this game, I'm like, where's this coming from? It was unbelievable. He's yeah. chucking it to Jeffrey, chucking it, chucking uh a bomb to Tory Smith off of a flea flicker. I was like, "Where is this coming from?" It's un. It was unbelievable, and it was exciting to just see like the energy in that stadium. The that really it was Nick Foles who was really <laughs> channeling, I guess, his inner gender Jesus. I guess so. Who knows? That's right. The link said it. Link, <laughs> Link said it. The ginger Jesus, <laughs> right, Link? That's right. From the sideline, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. I mean, I, 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 hey, look, I, when you watch, you watch over the first, well, watch up until this point when Nick took over. The first game he struggled. The second game he struggled. I was there against the Raiders. Then you left. You had doubts going into the playoffs whether or not. Uh, he he can he can do the job. Whether or not they'll be able to get past Minnesota, whether or not they'll be able to get past Atlanta, they're hosting. The city, the home field advantage, everything played into it. Because the look when Atlanta came to it, it was cold. It was it was it was definitely Philadelphia weather. Gave them an advantage. They were able to win the close game. Minnesota came in with momentum, but they were able to still with the home field advantage. They were able to steal the momentum. And and Nick Foles probably played one of his best games as a starter. Now he's on his way to the Super Bowl. You, you can't you can't really write anything better the way that that's happened. 
No, you can't. It, it's it's it really is amazing. Um, just the way that whole story has just played out. And of course, our man who our sound engineer, associate producer, Iowa Sam. Good morning, Iowa Sam. Hello, gentlemen. How are we doing? We're doing great, buddy. Uh, and you? Yes, I'm well. Uh, Triple M and I were having a, a brief discussion off the air uh, about how this is like the second installment of the most American Super Bowl you can have with the eagle, the symbol of freedom, meeting the Patriot, oh, another yeah. symbol of freedom. That's right. And two of the cheesiest, uh, or, <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> two of the most uh, original American cities with, you know, Boston and Philadelphia, um, you huh? know, being, uh, sorry, <laughs> no, I, Huh? <laughs> cheesy cities? I looked through the glass here, and I, I looked at one of these mayor and uh, Jonas huh? Knox, and it kind of threw me off here. Um, no, they're two oh, of the most Jonas. <laughs> two of the most American cities, uh, you know, in the United States. Original uh, Philadelphia and Boston are are two of the most uh, American cities in terms of our founding history. So this is it. Doesn't we don't have a Southern representative? We don't have like a Texas representative or a West Coast, but Philadelphia and Boston. I'm you know. My well, sister's Quakers back in Philly. Puritans. Oh, yes. And it's my sister's back in Philly, so I can root for the Patriots with a clear conscience. Did you talk to your, uh, your, your sister's back in Philly, so you can re- root for the uh, Patriots? She, she lived there for 12 years. She moved to St. Louis for a few years. Now she's back living in Philadelphia, working there. So, so why would you, so you, say you, so why would you root for the Patriots? For the Patriots? Yeah. Oh, did I? Man, I am. I am uh, <laughs> see? 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 This see I'm is making why all can't, kind right? of verbal gaffes. <laughs> Huh? Now Jonas, huh? John Jonas is doing the he's drinking uh, motion with his hands. So yeah, Jonas, I, don't he, go, I don't know. Yeah. He's stroking. What are you out, sipping man? on? Huh? What is Nothing. That? I'm not. I'm distracted. All right, guys. Are you okay. Uh, all right. All right. Did you notice last week he had a similar episode? Hell yeah. Why do you think I'm always like, huh? I'm trying to follow. What did he say? What? Really? <laughs> no, they're like, what did I look, say last week? Uh, like, there's baked? one of those every week. Like, I, every Sam, week. Sam, Sam, don't try to don't try to defend. I said this. cheesy. I said uh, Patriots instead of the Eagles. What's wrong? Link, I've been on this show for almost a year now. It feels like, and there is one of those where Lincoln wonders, what the heck did he say? That's exactly it, right. It, there's like, one huh? of those. There's one of those <laughs> reactions a week. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh there's gosh. one of those reactions every week. It's what is like, that? yeah, it was what like, yo, my sister, yeah. my sister lives in Philadelphia, so I can root for the Patriots. I'm like, huh? I meant what to say that? the Eagles. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I had my old my whole dialogue uh, scripted out in my head, and it, it came crashing down. So. Oh boy, looking forward to this one, gents. Right. Are you sure? Right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Don't want to confuse you. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you sure he's not stroking out, man? I'm worried about the dude, huh? Oh, All right, we'll uh, we'll take. I think I need a timeout after that one. I got to burn oh, yeah. one early. Oh, yeah. I got to burn one early. Just make sure uh, Triple M, you give Jonas a big uh, hug for me. All right, it's our it's our boy Lincoln. I we yeah, love, yeah, Jonas. We love Jonas. Jonas. All right, uh, we'll come back and I, I want to curious because I want to get back to a little X and O of it of the game a little bit because I was with the only man. Well, I was with the one of the key principals. I should say, who beat the Patriots back in 2007 when they were unbeaten. And so I was picking his brain. I'll share it coming up next. We're the fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, Fox Sports Radio. Oh, welcome back, fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano. So like yesterday, I was with uh, our buddy Spags, Steve Spagnuolo. Who was the defensive coordinator for the Giants this past year? And the year that the Giants beat the Patriots in 07. 
It was the unbeaten Patriots with Randy Moss, if you mm-hmm. remember. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. the birth of the NASCAR package, mm-hmm. speed up front to disrupt Tom Brady and knock him off the spot. And uh, they limited, really just uh, tor- tormented Brady and shut down the Belichick offense. Now, one of the things that's, uh, that he thinks that they're going to do is they're going to go a lot of tempo against the Eagles. Right. The Eagles are very deep at uh, defensive line, so you want to keep them from substituting. So I think the one thing you're going to see from the Patriots is up-tempo. Makes sense. Brady likes to do that already anyway, so it makes sense. Yeah, this is where you keep the Eagles from substituting. So mm-hmm. you could see that. So I'll ask you, how do you negate tempo? You're the Eagles. Now you obviously you can get stops. And one of the things going to be key – is that Jim Schwartz does not like the blitz. He's a guy that plays it straight up. He's got a great front, a front that can create pressure on its own, usually, without blitzing. But, you know, at some point you might have to bring pressure. Or, you know, what are you going to do? How are you going to stop, really, the Brady throwing passing game? Well, the only thing is, is you have to be you have to be um, not only disciplined on the line, but you have to be active and in, in, um, in physical on the line. You the, to bump and throw off the timing because you have to allow your your rush to get there. Uh, and the thing is, is that if they're doing a lot of no huddle, the guys are going to get worn down fast, as you can imagine. And one of the one of the rules that kind of work in the favor for defenses this time is that offensively, if they substitute, the defense has a chance to substitute as well. I mean, that's that's one of the things that can help them. But way Brady and them are going to do is they're not going to substitute. They're going to leave their personnel in there, and they're going to run no huddle. So you have right, to be so you go, on the you line. stick with 12 personnel, right? Yep, so you want to exactly. keep their, this way to keep their linebacker, linebackers in the game. Yeah. So you have to be physical on the line. You have to you have to bump um, you have to bump Amendola and Hogan. They're going to put use a lot of motion to keep Hogan to get him free, uh, especially when he's doing his crossing patterns. Uh, but you're, you're going to have to be physical to throw Brady's off off of his timing because he does a lot of pre-snap reads. And if you remember, like teams like Seattle and stuff like that has done it to him in the past. Um, uh, Denver a few years back did it to them. Uh, was just physical with them at the line uh, with their receivers and stuff like that, really harassing them within that five-yard cushion to where they could be physical with them and then rolling with them. So they're going to want to. They're going to. We know they're going to go tempo. Yeah, you know you're you're going to try to bump them, try to keep them off their route, try to mess up timing. I mean, remember that's a big deal when it comes to the Patriot offense is timing. So Fletcher Cox is going to be huge. He's got to be huge in this game. He's got to be huge. There's no doubt about it because he's got to have internal pressure. Your outside guys are going to rest a corner. Brady's going to step up. That the way to get Brady off his spot is defensive tackle nose guard push. And through the center in the in, in the in the in the in the interior part of the 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 the, the cup, um, that's where you you force Brady off his spot because if he gets harassed in in front of him, right in front of him by defensive tackles or nose guards, he's he's tend to be a little skittish and not be able to get rid of the ball as cleanly as he wants. So, what do you do if you're the and the guy? I I suspect the the only time the Eagles' defense was kind of on its heels a little bit. Believe it or not, was against the Giants. The Giants went tempo. They also went short passing game. Mm-hmm. So they were able to get the Eli get the ball out, three step drop, boom, balls out, which negates the Eagles' pass rush. So I mean, the Patriots can do that all day long because they can have cooks. 
the run those little outs. Mm-hmm. Cooks mm-hmm. and and uh, and Hogan run little outs, and the Amendola in the middle, and of course he have all those dump offs to Deion Lewis or James White. Right. So I, I and I think the key to stopping that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is you just got to be able to tackle. You got to be sure-handed tackle. The Eagles are good tacklers, right? And that's where Malcolm Jenkins and and Michael Kendricks are going to have to come up big. No doubt about it. And linebackers are going to have to come up big. More importantly, the defensive tackles or the defensive line, if they they recognize there's a lot of three-step drops, have to be prepared to get your hands up and take a lot of those those chip shots in the middle away, block, block knock those balls down, or, or at least bring have Brady pull it down a little second while your rush gets there. Yeah, how about flip side, Link? What would you do? The, the Patriots play a lot of bear. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Eagles, I'm looking to, to really run, 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 and I'm looking to control clock and keep Brady on the sidelines as much as possible. Remember that game, that Super Bowl game that I just referenced in 07, the Giants started the game with an epic drive mm-hmm. that lasted, took up the whole quarter. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's what you want to do anytime when you play against Brady because you want him on the sidelines. You want him on, on the field picking you apart. You want to establish a run. And that's why you have the big backs to do it. Now, if you recognize the adjustments like we were talking earlier in the show, what uh, they did against Jacksonville, they took a lot of those internal runs away and then were prepared for the bubble screens when Jacksonville tried to use the width of the field. I don't think the Eagles are much like that, but they have to be careful with their run-pass option to really take take advantage of those those second-level slants like they did against Minnesota because they're going to be there. But more importantly, just pound the ball up inside as well. you got to be prepared to do that with your big backs. So what do you do with falls and attacking down the field? Under the center. I'll start them out under the center. Um, I'll use the, 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 uh, the run uh, to try to soften up the defense. And then you'll mix in a couple little play actions here and there. Not necessarily out of gun because you don't want the run pass option to show too soon. But I want to use some out of play action from under center to try to take some shots to either Zach Hurts or, or Alshon Jeffrey just to get him a, a part of the game plan early. Now, and then try to work double moves off of that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because then you soften one, them up. Listen, the, the one guy, you, you, you can... Eric Rowe is the guy that you got to attack. Mm-hmm. I think you attack Eric Rowe. He's a he's a weak spot in that secondary, right? And you force the safeties to come down and cut in, in the tackle as well. And that's that back end. Other than Brown, I, I don't think uh, I'm not in love with that back end at all for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. It's a fun chess match. I, I like that part of it. That's really fun. And you know how it is. You sit with coaches and you uh, you watch film and, oh, yeah. and you. It's it's like that's that's a great I, I love that I, I I love doing that especially when you look uh, at the fact that your team's in it. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. That's true, brother. That's that's true. So uh, coming up, I, I gotta hear, I gotta talk to you about some of the horror stories from Minnesota. Now I, I'm going to tell you what I read, some of the other stuff. I don't know. Was Philadelphia the ninth gate? On Damn. Sunday, I, I, that's what it sounded like. We'll get into it, fellas on Fox. Oh, welcome back, hour number two of the fellas Super Bowl week one. Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for that free rate quote. All right, big link. Um, so. Uh, I I gotta I gotta talk because we've been talking 
obviously a lot of Super Bowl, the whole thing. Uh-huh. I got to rewind real quick to last Sunday night and the Eagles and Minnesota. So there were some Viking fans that were coming into town, into Philadelphia. And, of course, they ran special PSAs for Minnesota fans coming to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, one of them said, whatever you do, don't get inebriated because they will be. <laughs> <laughs> Another one said, don't want to wear your Viking stuff out, no, because they can be somewhat of a, you know, violent no. bunch. No. Yes. Really? Never so, heard about that. And then afterwards, <laughs> dude, like you would have thought that these people escaped the Gaza Strip. <laughs> you would have thought these people, it was amazing what they were saying about their experience. Now, I don't know. I mean, it's perception. I don't know what's real, what's not real. You know, if, if it's some of the stuff happened, I'm sure some of it did. I want to read for you. This is in the Minneapolis Star Tribune, an open letter from Kentucky to the people of Minnesota about those Eagle fans. So the person is a lifelong Minnesota fan. Who, uh, who had relocated to Kentucky. And he said, <laughs> it was the biggest mistake he ever made was going to Philadelphia to watch this game. It had nothing to do with the outcome of the game, he wrote. I witnessed and experienced the rudest, most obnoxious and violent behavior I have ever seen at a sporting event. From the moment we got on the subway to the game and until the time we made it back to our hotel room afterwards, we were subjected to constant verbal and physical assault. We were called names I can't repeat because they were unfit for print. We were shoved, had objects thrown at us, and were warned that if the Vikings won, we would be lucky to make it out alive. <laughs> It's now, called home field advantage for a reason, people. You know, but now, here's the thing. Here, 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 I, I will call say a guy this. drama queen. Yeah, there's I mean, no seriously. doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. But you, you know, I'm familiar with this type of banter because I've count, I cross paths with many people that would just when they when they hear the fact that the organization I'm affiliated with and work for, Oakland Raiders. Oh, I'll, I'll never go see a game in Oakland. Oh God, no, we'll never get out of there alive. I'm like, wow, really? <laughs> you think it's that bad? Here's here's what kills me about fans. You, the person who, and I'm just going to use the, what's one of the, 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 the areas in your stadium? Like we have the black hole in, in Oakland and, and, and stuff like yeah, it that. It used where, to be the 700 level. Okay. Bet. So let's just, let's just use the but, 700 level. For, mm-hmm. If you, if you're, you know that there's a hardcore group of fans on the 700 level in the stadium, why would you wear a Ezekiel Elliott jersey and sit in the middle of there? It's the equivalent of going to a zoo and putting a meat belt on and stepping in the lines then and think nobody's going to mess with you. These are the yeah. type of idiots that are out there. <laughs> I mean, it's like somebody who goes to the black hole in Oakland and wants to watch a Denver game and sits there with a Peyton Manning jersey in the middle of the black hole. 
you really think you're not going to be unscathed. I'm not saying that uh, being assaulted or anything like that's right or being talked about, but I know. On, people, I, and I'm with you. And something tells you, you're throwing, out, throwing around these words, violence, assault, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, come on now. Are we, are we for real here? Yeah. Now, again, I, I also haste to, um, it's funny. So Saturday... I go have lunch. You remember our buddy Gary Smith from Sports Illustrated? Mm-hmm. Well, he, he was in town. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he had his family. And, and so I took the boys and we met him for lunch on, uh, there's this Passyunk Avenue, it's called. It's a lot of restaurants and it's a pretty happening spot. So a, I'm, I'm walking down the street and a guy honks the horn. He sees me. He's like, yo, cause Eagle Super Bowl. So... Behind me, all of a sudden, I'm getting ready to go into the place, and I hear Eagle Super Bowl, oh, like a like a mocking of the <laughs> whole thing. Certainly, certainly. So I, I'm getting, and I got my two little guys. I, I turn around, and it's these two Dadrules in Vikings uh, right. jerseys. Right. So, and all I kept thinking was, dude. You don't know what you're doing. You're in the wrong part of town. <laughs> like, you don't know what you're doing. Like, here's the thing. Like, you know, no one's going to bother you if you walk around with a Vikings jersey on. Right. But if, you go, if you're walking around with a Vikings jersey, cackling and saying stuff, then you're it's probably it. not going to be received well. It's the equivalent of walking around with a meat belt and, and, and lions in. I'm telling exactly. you. Exactly. So then we all awoke Sunday morning. To a flash mob on the steps of the Philadelphia Art Museum, an iconic place mm-hmm. for Vikings fans. They dressed the Rocky statue in purple. See, they see, put a per- they put a skirt on the Rocky statue. Oh, now see, now if you go to then then you've already fired up. I mean, look, I know that the you know the person who wrote this article wrote that what you were talking about probably didn't take van- take point in all this stuff, but. Now the crowd is fired up. You got to know your situation. You got to know your settings. Come on, man. You're from the streets. There's certain hoods you don't walk in. <laughs> just well, don't but, do but again, this is like an iconic, this is like the yeah. Louvre, right? Oh, the know, Art Museum. And you, you, like, you know, the minute you you put a dress on Rocky, you put a skirt on Rocky, I mean, you know, you're throwing the first rock. Yeah, no doubt. No and, doubt. And, and it's probably not the smartest thing to do. The, the cackle and go, look at this. We took over the art museum stats, a flash mob. Because then the real mob comes around. <laughs> like, you don't want to do That's that. That's exactly right. And if, if this game, if that game was being played in Minnesota, it'd be the same thing for Minnesota fans versus Eagle fans. I mean, you know, yeah, they'd be in well, our core. So, you know, that's their area. That's their. So if the, if the Eagle fans did something like that, there'd be a same, the same type of outcry. I get it. I mean, it was. Uh, so I, I don't know how. Be- now, again, one of the problems that you have. And it's been going on f- since the beginning of time. Is excessive drinking? No, they right? Like you know, really? I mean, obviously that <laughs> you start tailgating at ten for a game that starts at six thirty. You know, there's going to be because they started tailgating drunk, on Friday. Some drunk peeps. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they started tailgating on Friday. Right. What are you talking about. <laughs> and then anytime you you have youth and drunk peeps. You usually have beer muscles somewhere, and you oh, have yeah. stupidity, and oh, yeah. you have some things. But other than like that, I, I didn't think it was the seventh ring of hell 
as was described by Minnesota people, so much so that they preached requital. They promised wow. requital when the Eagle fans come back to Minnesota. Is that right? Yeah. In fact, there is a thing that if you're an Uber driver uh-huh. and you're driving around an Eagles fan to drop them off in the wrong location. <laughs> So there's this war among the cities. It's also called GPS. I mean, if you're you're an Uber, like, wait a minute, my GPS says we're supposed to be over there. Why are we over here? Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, but back in the day, you could probably yeah. get away with that. Yeah, but not not today when you have it on your phone. Mm-hmm. But but it was it's a it's a hysterical the 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 war between the two towns, between the Philadelphia fans and the Minnesota fans. And how it all played out. Now, uh, I was saying you're from Iowa. You're you're from the Midwest. Yes, sir. You know Minnesota nice. Your sister lives in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious your your opinion on this whole thing. Well, the Minnesota nice should be that's actually kind of its own thing. It, like people from Minnesota are nice, but they're also sort of aloof. Like they don't like they just sort of like want to go about their own business, but they're for the most part Midwestern nice is a real thing, and it applies to all the states in the Midwest. But um, you know, man, I I would have to agree that Philadelphia fans there is just something about them. Maybe there's like a little bit more raucous. I don't I don't know what it is, but I could see that happening. Unfortunately, um, but maybe Eagles fans should have thought about their return trip to uh, Minnesota. You know, but I mean, hey, there's I don't know how. You know, you can speak wait a minute. For- what about what about what about the Minnesota fans? You know, desecrating the the, the sacred Rocky statue. What, what's up well, with that? Sh- sure. No, I didn't. I didn't know about that until until you guys mentioned it. Um, but no, I mean, like I, I thought again. I only had one encounter. Yeah. With a Minnesota, with and there were a couple dudes in Minnesota jerseys, and like they were mocking one of my listeners. Yeah. And, and like I didn't say. I mean, I was with my two little boys, so I, I didn't say anything. I was just like. Keep it up, boys. Good luck, because because you're going to get hurt. Like that's the that when you start poking people and then they start swinging at you, just, we you know what are you going to do? I think that the closest uh, comparison I can make to like another sport and like how the, how rowdy the fans get is you know soccer or football in Europe where you have yeah. the hooligan culture. And I just I just don't get it. Like I mean this there's just these sort of hooligan fans. In college football, pro football, um, and I just I don't get it. I mean, like the putting your hands on somebody else because they're wearing the jersey of like even a rival to me is just it's so baseline, like uh, caveman thinking. And right, just, right. Even when you're when you're like intoxicated, like I've had a couple. I usually get happy and like I want to like embrace my 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 yeah. foe so to speak yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. buy him a beer like hey yeah. vikings fans just took a beating and i think that went on buy him a beer you primarily know? there's always isolated cases of, of this sort of thing but the prop again my only thing is everyone should be able to go to watch a football game with the the opposition jersey on i mean i, I, think, I agree right like i think that's fair right yeah i think that's yeah this that's is- what we all strive for right humanity right civility we all strive for those words. Can you can you go to a game and not in, endure bodily harm? I think exactly. You know. Yes, I mean now, you would hope now so. Now, but here's the one problem: like you can't be dumb, and I'm not saying this is right, but like when you start agitating people, and then you're causing a negative reaction, like you got to also check yourself. 
Absolutely. And how you and then, I'm not saying you can't root for your team, but you know you want to keep your fingers out of the person's face. You need you need street smarts. You need to know when to shut up. And if you I feel like you're with two other Viking fans, you're walking down the street. You're walking down uh, Pine or something, you know. I'll throw that out there. Oh, Spruce. Look at you, yeah. And and you see eight or nine Eagles fans ahead of you, and they're mostly bigger men, younger men, and they look. They just you can tell. You just see a group of guys, and you're like, okay, they're all got the jerseys on. They've probably been drinking. They're all kind of wobbling around. Like you just need to be smart. Maybe go to the other side of the street and just don't don't start riffraff with them, you know. Because you just, you just, it comes down to street smarts. You think that you go into any city in this country and you're going to be safe. That's just not true. Yeah, I mean, but again, like if you mind your own business. Yeah, you mind your own business. But if you start, like, if you were three other guys and you're with, you're, you're starting to, right. to, to talk smack with a group of 10 people, that's just not in your favor. You right. Know, you're going to, you're going to invite some kind of, uh, pro- you're going to invite some kind of fight or provocation there. All right. I, coming up, I, I actually would like to talk to people about this. Like, what do you think? Like, especially if you're a Viking fan and you went to the game. Yeah. Or you're an Eagle fan, you're at the game. Like, the the idea of the encounter. Right. Absolutely. Like, like, you know, the idea of fan behavior, it always interests me. Because, again, you know, other than, like, some some isolated, excessive drinking things, I, I mean, I didn't think it was that big a deal. I mean, I was there. I didn't see mayhem. And after the game, when they celebrated, there was no destruction. Except the guy that ran uh, for the train and hit the wall that and hit the bottom. Right. Yeah, the subway, Did he yeah. do that on purpose? I couldn't tell if he just... I got a buddy of mine who does that on purpose. Oh, He's man. a weirdo. Is yeah. that giving Joe a rush or something to lose the brain cells? I don't even yeah, know. I, I don't get I, it. Yeah. Watch this. Watch it. He used to do it all the time when we were younger. Watch this. Watch this. And you know, there's, a, there's like an art to it. Where like you punch the sign with your hand and then yeah. you quickly act like you you know I don't know what's it was the, great there's on video. A, a Goldie Hawn movie Wildcats where there's a guy in the it's about high school football and this guy pounds his head into the locker and leaves a dent in it and that's like his his thing kind of reminded me of that yeah, yeah, yeah sure sure speaking of caveman that's a that's a move yeah it's a caveman move I will come back we're the fellas and uh, Triple M what's the best way to reach us. Uh, give us a call, 877-99 on Fox if you want to, or get us on Twitter, at Fox Sports Radio and the guys. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to make it happen here. I, I, I want to hear these stories, I really do, because you guys are going after it, because it's good to get a first-hand account from you, Anthony. We've heard a bunch of accounts of... Yeah, I want to hear from Minnesota people. No, abso- like, absolutely. Their, absolutely cause I'm they're, curious about Because this was a huge story throughout the week. Absolutely. All right, we're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. So what does it mean when Geico's 15 minutes said save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. We are the fellas. I'm Lincoln Kennedy. He's Anthony Gargano. And uh, and we're trying to get some some listeners to chime in with their stadium experience, whether you were a Minnesota fan that went to uh, Philadelphia or you were an Eagle fan that were actually at the game, and talk about the experience. Because, look, I, I, I think every fan should be able to support their team, and, and no matter their home or away, and you are you you should be able to enjoy yourself. There's no excuse for violence or mishaps or anybody to belittle you because you're a fan of your team. You enjoy yourself. But the same thing, I also think that you need to be smart. I wouldn't advise any Bronco fan to sit in a black hole. Sit behind the, the, the Broncos bench. They've got a little section over there. Sit over there. That's that's what, what it means. You don't. 
but you don't walk into a, a lion's den with a meat belt thinking that nobody should mess with you. So uh, you got to be smart about it. But we want to get your want to get some reactions from people out there so you can chime yeah. in. Eight seven seven nine nine on Fox. I'm I'm just curious about like where you know what kind of experiences you had and that sort of thing. But like you said, Link, I mean. You know, quite frankly, if you went inside the black hole, like you just said about wearing a Chiefs jersey, there goes the meat stick again. Certainly, certainly, without a doubt. And and look, there there's there is supposed to be such a thing as home field advantage, um, but at the same point, I I applaud those fans that support their team that want to go see them on the road and cheer for them on the road. And you you have every reason and every should have everything to be able to do that. Support your team the way you want to do it. Yeah, I mean, look, you you remember going to those hostile places? Oh yeah, <laughs> you got into a, you got a, you got assaulted in Denver. Oh yeah, oh yeah, been there, done that. All right, um, <laughs> uh, I want to get to our man in an honorary fella. Let's go to Fred, in, formerly of Denver, now in North Carolina. Fred, you're on with the fellas, Freddie. What do you say, my good men? How are we on this fine Saturday? It's been a long we time, are, Fred, bro. We are <laughs> incredible. And, Freddie, uh, do me a favor because I'm kind of tired of the reputation of the – it's Philadelphia's the ninth gate. It's so horrible. Because you and I know, okay, because you're there and I'm there and, 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 you know, I listen to you every day on the regular show and I listen on the weekends. Because we, I had people from Colorado, Eagles fans, that came to the game last week, and there was not even a mention of the Minnesota fans. There was not even, like, it. they were so innocuous because we don't have any beef with Minnesota. And then you're right. They go and they deface the Rocky statue. So, you know, the local station put that up from Pat Egan. And so I, I even put on the, the, the Facebook thing. It said, you know, you know, Minnesota fans do this. And I went, oh, how cute. What do you see what we do to their stadium when we go there for the Super Bowl? And my buddy puts up a picture, and it says, yeah, we're, you deface Rocky. We're painting your field with our symbol because we're in the Super Bowl and you're not. Right, well, right. The, That's a great comeback. visceral attacks that are coming to me on the social media, and I'm like, you, first and foremost, you people don't even like football, but you're from Minnesota, and you're posting on a Philadelphia radio station's Facebook page. Like, what is wrong with you people? Are you out of your mind? And even down here, like we, you know, here we are in Jacksonville, North Carolina. So we have to go to a local place, and there's Minnesota fans there, and the Philly fans. We took over, but after the game, we're shaking hands with the with the Minnesota people, and they, you know, congratulations again. There's none of this nonsense, and I, I don't even understand what these Minnesota people are thinking or where they're coming from. It's insanity, and because you and I, like, and like the like, I've had my Eagles jersey in. Uh, in Denver, I've had it in Arizona. I've worn my Philly stuff in LA. It's like, listen, we're great fans, and and whether you don't like the fact that we're such passionate fans, or you you think your team should have destroyed us and you didn't, enough's enough. Like, good night. It's, it's well, uh, well, well said, well said, Freddie boy. Thank you, my good man. And listen, I listen. want you to enjoy this. All right, go birds. <laughs> you got it, Freddie boy. So there is a. Uh, it's just the idea of what happens and how a place gets all of a sudden bad rep. Not, 
Yeah, not all, all of a sudden, but because it's been it's been really the way it, it it's been the story for so long. It's been a battle, and I've been fighting for a long time. That's well, not look, that bad, you know. I've, I, I've, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm, I'm naive. Well, you know, I've often jest with you that you know the there were the rumors that there was a, a court and a jail underneath the stadium. No, yeah, that was true. It was Veterans Stadium, and it was it was, it was true. And there's There's a reason why that was. Yeah. You know, so I I've always appreciated uh, a sports town like Philadelphia because they embrace all their sports and they're fanatical about it, and that's that that's true fandom, and, and certainly. You know, you you saw it. We talked about it. The draft. The, how many people turned out just to see a draft, a draft show? I mean, in Philadelphia, the show that they put on. This is well deserved. I mean, to me, this is the opportunity. I, I would love for them to get their first Super Bowl win. Yeah, I and I I it's funny because I think most of the nation is uncomfortable because they want to root the Eagles, but they don't like the Eagle fans. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what's going on. <laughs> I do. I think a lot of the nation really wants the Eagles to win because they're tired of the Patriots. They hate the Patriots. They're jealous of the Patriots. And I, I think it's I think it all stems from that. Right. Right. I go go right. go Eagles, go birds. Oh, by the way, those people are gonna win, I don't know. Yeah. Conversely the Patriots fans go from, you know, just a few hundred once upon a time to twenty eight million almost overnight. Now <laughs> out of the dynasty set, everybody seems to be a Patriot fan, you know, so they they're they're trying to create almost the same thing with their home field advantage and their their sense of dominance. Their fans are just you know, people like Alabama fans who get tired of hearing them talk right. and show off their rings and talk about how many championships, how great they are. All right, let's uh, take. Uh, let's go talk to Mike in Orlando. Good morning, Michael. How are you? What's going on, Cubs and, and Foles? We trust. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, 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 the militia is out, Mike. The militia is out. Yeah, you know I had to call. I told you I listen to you wherever you go. I go. Uh, what's going on, Lincoln uh, Kennedy? What do you say, man? What do you say? What do you say, man? I just had to call in as I'm listening to you guys because. I'm not sure if you guys are aware. There was a video that surfaced this week about uh, the Saints fans, how they were treated in Minnesota. It was a video and everything that went viral, and how oh, they I were treated. And, yeah, they were got uh, somebody got pushed on an uh, escalator and a whole a whole bunch of nonsense. So, and and I had this Philadelphia and this stigma about Philadelphia. So it's just the, the media just kills us so much. For no reason, because, you know, I talked to you before, I'm, I'm born in Chicago. My father, I'm raised in Philadelphia as well, so I, I kind of think I'm the best of both cities, yeah, yeah, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. But, I, I just, but everywhere you go, there's idiots that do things. And if you look at statistically, I think it was uh, Nick Wright that, that he, he brought a stat up this past week. We're like sixth or seventh in lockups and violence in cities. And last time I checked, no one got killed in Philadelphia. Yeah, we're hard-nosed guys. Look, we won a championship. And all we ever hear is, you don't have no Super Bowls. Like the idiot that called you yesterday from, from the, the Pittsburgh fans. Yeah, you ain't got no Super Bowl. You ain't got no Super Bowl. I'd rather be an Eagles fan any day of the week, with all due respect, than a Cleveland Browns fan or Detroit Lions fan. Like, come on. We're just trying to win. We're angry fans because we haven't won. And when we do win, we're going to give the world the proverbial middle finger. <laughs> Mikey, you're the man, brother. You're the man. Thank <laughs> you, my friend. Day. Thank you, Mike. I love him. See the passion? Do you hear oh, the yeah. passion from Mike? Oh, yeah. See, that passion 
can't be like you know like that's not fake. You can't fake that. No, and 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 you know to much of the other uh, you know cities like you mentioned, I applaud the Cleveland fans. I applaud the Detroit fans because they're that you know those fans these kids are raised on that type of football whether it's in their backyard or from afar like you know triple m's you know they have they have an affinity to that city because that's you know where they 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 came from and so uh even though they haven't won anything so i love it i I love the fact triple m is a browns fan i i I love it i do i i respect the hell out of it all right uh where's my boy figgy it's trending time and if i need backup i go to figgy you know I got your back, Ant. Always, brother. Without Always. a doubt. Always. And we'll keep the positive vibes going in Philly. Uh, in the NBA on Friday night, the Sixers got another victory. They beat the Spurs, albeit shorthanded. No Ginobili, but no Leonard, but still on the road. First victory there since 4 for the Sixers. Joel Embiid, the All-Star, 18 points, 14 boards for the Sixers, who have now won five of their last six games. And they held the Spurs to their season low in points with just 78, 97 to 78 was the final score. The big story out of the NBA was in New Orleans where the Pelicans did beat the Rockets, but of course the major happenings there oh, is that DeMarcus Boogie, Cousins, Boogie goes down, <sighs> ruptured Achilles, left Achilles tendon, will miss the remainder of the season. And he was having a phenomenal year, 25 points, 12 boards, and 5 assists. Had a triple-double in this game before he got injured. Uh, 15 points, 13 boards, 11 assists. So uh, the Twin Tower effect is not going to be able to and see itself They were itself playing through. well together. Like They finally got... They were. This rhythm, Anthony Davis and him, they finally like got a cohesiveness about them. They'd won seven of eight. Drew Holiday's been healthy all season. That hasn't happened in Lord knows how long. Uh, so just a major, major setback up for the Pelicans who are looking to try to make some noise. They're, ga- they're a game out of the five seed right now. Who knows what kind of noise they would have made. So this is obviously a, a major blow for them. Uh, elsewhere in the Western Conference, the Blazers also in the thick of the playoff race. They beat the Mavericks 107-93. to Clippers in the thick of the playoff race as well, despite all the injuries they've had. Lou Williams balling off the bench once again. 40 points and 10 assists. Clippers beat the Grizzlies in Memphis 109-100. to the Bucks get 41 points from the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. They beat the Nets. He came back. Didn't he? Right, he was hurt. He was he out came. for a couple of games. Yeah. First game back, 41 points, 13 boards. And, of course, the controversy surrounding Jason Kidd being let go a couple of games ago as well. So we'll see what happens there. But they do get the victory over the Nets. Another team that Jason Kidd used to be the head coach of, 116-91. to Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. How about this rookie, Donovan Mitchell, guys? You had a chance to check this guy out? Oh, yeah, love him. Love him in Utah, man. He's nice. 26 points against the Raptors on the road, no less. The Jazz got a 97-93 victory. Guy has a little bit of Dwayne Wade to his game. He got the ball. The ball a little bit. Imagine if that's Gordon. A gr- that's a great comp. Maybe not as explosive of an athlete as Dwayne Wade, but kind of has a, a similar type game. Kind of yeah, reminds he, me of. He can he could distribute and he could run an offense, but he's such a great scorer mm-hmm. and already a better outside shooter than Wade ever has ever been in his career yeah. too. So that's that's a big plus. Uh, Wade, of course, is in Cleveland. There's a certain team, Figgy, that was going. Oh man, we got the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there is. one. You're talking about one in Los Angeles, possibly? Yeah, or actually two. Yeah. One in L.A., one in Philly. There's one, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is that, guy, that guy hasn't even played yet. No. Uh, have they fixed his shot yet? I heard that they were still working on that. No, he's got – and I thought he was the perfect fit, too. I love Fultz. Markel Fultz's shot 
He's got a hitch on it. It's like Steve Sachs trying oh, to throw first base. Oh, he's got the yips. Yeah, he's oh. got he's John Lester oh, no. with the runner on first. Well, the he's only what nineteen years old. He still has some time to be, to be able to figure it out. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but not off to the best start. He needs to go to the institute. <laughs> yeah, the institute, right? So does Lonzo Ball, by the way, who's not playing for the Lakers, still out with injury, but they did beat the Bulls 108 to uh, 103. Uh, the Cavaliers, I mentioned way, way earlier, did not play, uh, left the team for a family matter, uh, but they do beat the Pacers 115 to 108 because LeBron James is, well, still pretty pretty darn good. 26 points, 10 boards, 11 assists for his 63rd career triple-double. Fellas? Thank you, Fig. Thank you, Fig. We're yep. the fellas. Lincoln Kennedy. Anthony Gargano will come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios right here in Los Angeles. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, big link. So a couple more people. Uh-huh. I love the stories. I love the stories. And uh, let's go to Steve in Florida. Steve, you're on with the fellas. Yo, good morning, guys. Hey, uh, I got a whole other take on this. This is what makes everybody love to hate the Eagles and the Eagles fans so much. They they can't win this Super Bowl because if they win, it's going to take the whole edge of their smack talk down a notch. I mean, the reason we love them is because they suck every year and they're just good enough. They're the Buffalo Bills without yeah. the four in a row. You know, their 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 teams are always competitive. They're right there, but if you weren't if you weren't dialed into sports and you just sat next to an Eagles fan, you would have sworn that they're the Patriots with 19 million world championships and they're the well, greatest thing. You could say the same thing about the Cub fans, right? Like the whole Cub story. I know that there were a lot of people that were rooting against the Cubs because they wanted to keep the, the curse alive or keep the story alive. Yeah, and deep down the Eagles fans want that. They, they, they like to be able to complain because if they have it, and when they keep Tr- complaining, trust me. you know, my, we will say, shut up, you got it. You, can, you have no room to speak. But now, you know, they want to be able to run their mouth. They want yeah, to no, honestly, up. Steve, trust me on this. <laughs> they want to win, Steve. <laughs> trust me. It's been too long. I stay, thanks, buddy. Take it easy. As someone who grew up there, they want to win in the worst way. No, it's not about wanting to complain. It's about wanting to win they have not experienced a parade for a team, for a city, and looking at my back here, where sports matters, it's like oh, yeah. the biggest thing in town. Absolutely. Like, you know, you have different cities that are known for different part of their culture. Part of the culture of Philadelphia is that sports matters. And it, like, it matters. I, I, I was raised that way, like, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, look, you look at the passion, like we talked about, the passion for, for hockey, baseball, football, basketball, it's there. And when when a team the, the team is being supported no matter what their situation no matter where they are people are coming out in groves and they're just they're hankering for it to happen those those years in the early two thousand when when Andy Reid was there and you guys were as uh, Triple M talked about challenging in the playoffs couple NFC championship games even made a Super Bowl appearance in two thousand four against the, the Patriots you know it was it's it, it was stuff that the the fan base had been waiting for and now they're finally back. Yeah, it seems a little. Uh, yeah, wrong they they should have won. A, at some point during that run, they should have yeah. won at least a couple won. Super yeah, Bowls. Exactly. Right. Yep. Yep. I mean, you wonder why people go are, are a little resentful of McNabb. I mean, never yep. once did he have a big a big performance in a big yep. game. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles 
his performance against Minnesota was better than any of McNabb's playoff performances. True story. It, it is. You wonder why people go, go, go crazy over him. Joe in Washington, D.C. Good morning, Joe. Hey, hey, how you doing, fellas? Uh, as the old cliche goes, thanks for taking my call. Uh, hey, I have a fun fact for you guys. Uh, yes. If, if, uh, if the uh, Eagles win the Super Bowl, they'll be, you know, the NFC East will be the only division that has all the teams with a Lombardi trophy in their case. In their case. Uh, no other um, division. That is a good that. fun fact. That's a really good yeah. fun fact. Yes. Yeah, let me think about this thing about the Philly fans, you know, and the game against Minnesota. Uh, there were 65 people in the stadium. 30 people were the ones throwing, chucking batteries and bear cans at Minnesota fans. You know, so uh, it's like a tiny percentage of the overall fan base. They shouldn't paint them with a broad brush. You know, every fan base has got their lunatics. Uh, personally, I'm a Dallas fan, but I'm wishing you guys all the good luck. Like I say, I like to be in a division that has... Um, that's no, good. With, with, with I, I like the people that have the, the pecking order go team, division, conference. So that uh-huh. that's that's you. That's cool. No, yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah. It's, a, it's a great point that you bring up, and and, and everybody yeah. does that. Yeah, and as far as um, people being sick of uh, New England being a Super Bowl, well, you know, uh, I don't care what Brady says. I don't care how much avocado ice cream he eats. He's on his way out in a couple of years while Dak and Carson Wentz are on their way up. And I'm sure they're going to produce a lot of Super Bowls for each suspected team. So yeah, and that's true. Dallas is the same. You know, they'll say, well, that darn Philly uh, Eagles are back in the Super Bowl. You know, they'll be saying the same thing. Thank so, you, Joe. Anyway, that's again, exactly right, buddy. We appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call, pal. Um, very, it happens everywhere. It does. But I, I love this. The story It's just funny because – the the people in Minnesota went wild. I had just never seen it before to those lengths to say that it was, you know, we're basically the fifth ring of hell or the seventh <laughs> ring of hell. They escaped Baghdad. If you listen to those people from Minnesota, it was crazy. Well, it, it arrivals almost along the the old school pranks that high schools used to play on one another when you know they were getting for the big rival week. You know, you go and steal someone's mascot, yes. or you know, what I mean, this type of let's stuff. Let's dress I up mean, the really, Rocky statue. Yeah, I mean, right. let, 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 it's real childish behavior, but it's always these types of negative stories. You know, someone gets in, in a fight, and someone gets hit over the head with with something in, in the stadium. Those are the things that leak out more than just the overall general fanfare, and it gives it gives the city and the fan base a bad rep because you don't hear about any of this thing come out of the Packers fans, right? We don't hear any stories about this around Packers no. fans. You know, or, or or other places that have tremendous fan bases. Never heard a story like this out of Pittsburgh, but I'm sure it's there. You know, if, if Raven fans or whatever it is, I'm sure it's the other way around for um, Cleveland or or Bengal fans when it comes to Steeler fans. How much they hate them, but it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't get into the press. It doesn't leak out the way it has with Philadelphia. So it gives Philadelphia a bad rep. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, we'll come back in just a moment, and. Uh, Will there be requital from Minnesota people? I, I want to ask that question. If you are from Minnesota, please chime in. Uh, and what it's like to be a Boston fan. Could you imagine that? Where all you do is win. Where the fellas licking Kennedy, Anthony Gargano on Fox Sports Radio. Fellas!
Ellis. Look at Kennedy Anthony Gargano hanging out with you. Now, I was Sam, you have a story. You have a buddy of yours is a Packers fan. Yeah. And yeah. what he went to the the first game with the Vikings? He my buddy's uh yeah, he lives in Minneapolis. Uh he's diehard Packers fan. He grew up with me in Iowa City. But he lives in Minneapolis, and he, him and his family and his wife went to the first game at U.S. Bank Stadium, the opening game uh, for the Vikings at home last year, 2016. Uh, and as we call you know, that game was rather ho-hum. The Vikings actually beat the Packers. Uh, Adrian Peterson got hurt. But he, him and his, he was with his mom, dad, uh, brother, and his wife. They're all wearing Packers fans, and uh, three of the members of that family are doctors. So, like, they're pretty, like, they're, they're pretty... They're erudite. What? What's that? They're erudite. What does that mean? They're, they're learned people. They're learned, yes, and calm and you know they're not out there. They're civilized people. Yeah, yeah, they are absolutely. So anyway, he describes just these people in front of them that were just ugly, just you know yelling and told my buddy Nick's mom, you know, to shut the blank up, and he would. Where what other situations in life do we encounter this kind of ugliness from humans? I think I would say there's two places: in a stadium as an imposing as an opposing fan, and on the road with road rage. I mean, honestly, there's really few other places where we see people who get really nasty to each other. And he just said that it was just like a really kind of jarring experience, just because. But I understand to a certain degree it was the first game. And who would they rather lose to? Nobody else. They right. Yeah. But the Packers, Packers are their, for your your rival, your your hated yeah. rival in your opening game, your brand new shiny stadium. I understand that, but like the the ugliness in that in the like throughout that game knew no bounds with him. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. You know. You know. It's um, it's almost like not not right or not fair, right? So if you're this rabid in your face Packer fan. Then it's there's you know there's a sense of justice right for the Viking fan to right. to come back to him as long as there's no again you just can't put your hands on people that's it that's that's the only thing I say that's you just you I don't care you can yell we can call me all kinds of names just don't ever violate my personal space and I'm good I, I've heard, I've heard some women curse more than worse than I've heard men curse uh, I've been called everything under the sun uh, it, it still hasn't bothered me the moment you you violate that phys- that personal space. Then you know, for my standpoint, it's I'm a man. I'm a man first. I'm not going to let you just do what you want to me. Uh, so it's it, it, that's that's where you get it. And that liquid courage that often gets in people's systems, you know, help, helps them to push that line. There's no excuse for it. Just enjoy yourself. We're all here to have fun. Yeah, I know. No, no, and that's that's the other thing too. It's like you got we got the the tailgates go on forever. I, I don't. I mean, truthfully, I don't know how you even curb that. It's well, they're, they're trying to get away. From, they're trying to get away from it. Look at the modern day stadiums. Even Minnesota, it's built downtown. You can't tailgate. There's parking garages like in Seattle. That 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 the NFL wants that. And I've told people this: if you look at the modern cosmopolitan stadium, the way it is, it doesn't matter. All look at all the new ones. Even Jerry's World is so far out. There's limited parking because it's a it's a sports ballpark around there with the Rangers and everything else. You, you can't do a lot of tailgating. They don't want that. They want you to spend your money in the stadium on their food, their drinks, sure. so they can control it. So they don't want you sitting out there for six, seven hours. I know in Oakland, they open up the gates, what, four hours before game time? And, and, that, and that's all they give you. They don't They don't let you – you can't sit out there and stay overnight. And even when the game starts, you can't sit and watch the game from the stadium. You either have to leave the parking lot wow, or go into really? the game. 
Yeah. They they police all that. Wow. So you even be able to watch you, a game in his parking lot. Well, mean, but you, you know how people did in, with the satellites and everything else. They they set up on their their RVs or their trucks and they can sit there and watch a game. No, the the, the NFL wants you to come in or or go and watch it at home and pay for the package there. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. But part of the gathering, watching with people is is pretty cool. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, I, I feel you. It's all about the the beer sales. But it's all about beer. It's about beer selling beer, right? It's about marrying beer to the game. So the NFL, you know, is a bit hypocritical here. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, welcome back, fellas. Lincoln Kennedy. I'm Anthony Gargano. We are the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% more on car charts. Just visit Geico.com for the free rate quote. You're just joining us. Obviously, lots of Super Bowl conversation. We stumbled onto this whole fan thing where Minnesota fans were complaining about uh, their treatment in Philadelphia. Now, it's odd, right, because Minnesota was trying to host the game for the first time. The Vikings were trying to host it. And it's a shame because I think, you know, we all want to see that one time. That was a good story. Like, right, for a team to host to actually host a Super yeah, Bowl. that was a good story. That, was, that would have been a good story. It's a cute little story. <laughs> you know, it's cute because if, it were, if, if, if your team was not involved, you would say it would have been a nice story, too. If it would say it was the, the Falcons or someone else. But I hear you. I got to do good. that. <laughs> I got to break up a little bit. I, I, I do, especially after the the outcry, the hue, and oh, my God, those people, they're savages. Absolutely <laughs> savages. And now they're hosting the savages. And apparently, there's the story that the 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 comeuppance requital will happen if the Uber drivers drop them off in the wrong locations. You well, know, it's already it's already being reported that on on a side note, it's already already being reported that the the tickets will probably be the most expensive they've been in Super Bowl history. I mean, they they were talking about nosebleeds were going for thirty two hundred a piece, starting at thirty two hundred a piece. Because of the fan base, the fan bases that are involved here, that's amazing. You would think for, and this is where the tribute to the Patriots fans. You would think it would get old. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I always thought the Boston fan always loved the Red Sox number one, and that was ambivalent because the story you your team, but they get the greatest gift of all, which is this Patriots dynasty. And all these football towns, Kansas City, Oakland, you know, Cleveland, all these great American cities that love football, don't get don't even have a Super Bowl or don't that's even why, don't right. don't have anything close to what to what the Patriots are. That's why I said in the early two thousands the Patriot fan base went from a couple hundred to twenty four million all overnight. <laughs> all of a sudden yeah. they're winning consistently. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it, it's 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 such an amazing story. You know what's amazing is that Brady to this day still has a chip on his shoulder from where he was drafted. 
Yeah. Yeah. And he'll go down as one that go down as the greatest quarterback in history. And he still he still has a chip. <laughs> but you know what? When people go, why is he still have a chip? Like to me, that's good. Like you, you're supposed to preserve that shit. Never forget because that's what makes you great. That's what keeps you hungry. That's exactly right. That's exactly so I, right. I love it. Yep. I mean, the goat is the goat. Although uh, I had a guy called me yesterday and said that he ordered mutton from the butcher and wanted to keep the blood. And he was, and he said, "I was good. I didn't know whether to drink it or bathe in it, and mm-hmm. I would have the blood of the goat." What? What? Huh? What? huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Did Iowa Sam send you that over? What is that? A guy calls my show yesterday and was talking about the blood of the goat. So the goat, obviously Brady, he had ordered ordered mutton from the butcher and he wanted to preserve the blood. Sounds like something out of one of the Lecter movies. Pay attention to me. I am that God. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a mutton fan. Are you a mutton fan? <laughs> no, 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 no. What is Iowa Sam will know of all of everybody here? Figgy, Triple M, Me Link. The only person that I think has had mutton or knows mutton would be Iowa Sam. Is that correct or incorrect? <laughs> I don't think I've ever had mutton. Are they also referred to as mutton chops? Just like the, the, the facial hair? Like mutton chops okay. are a real thing. Right. No, okay, so you've never I've had never, the mutton. I've never had mutton, uh, and I've never had haggis, but both to do in my life. Will do. Well, the haggis is uh, cultural. I mean, if you're in England. S- Scottish, yeah. Or Scotland, you know. Isn't mutton, isn't that like an English? I mean, I keep thinking of mutton chops like the, the big uh, sideburns, but now I'm just crossing the streams. No, it's the, 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 you remember Seinfeld when Seinfeld, when, yes. when he was dating the, the, the carnivore and he had the mutton in his jacket and the napkin? Uh, he had to put it in the napkin, yeah. And then he, or he put it in Elaine's jacket. He, was just, he couldn't eat it. Couldn't eat the mutton. It's gross. No. So I guess it's not a very favorable chop. Do you have any mutton facts, Triple M? Uh, I do not. I'm going to pull some fun facts up for you guys right now so we could actually have some fun with this. All right. What the hell is mutton? It's got to be goat. It's got, no, what, isn't it? I don't, know if it's yeah, I don't even know what mutton know. is. That's what I'm trying to say. Trying, what is, well, what fig, is like, I, like, Fig, I, I, I knew you know, I knew <laughs> mutton either. I, I knew you weren't a mutton man. I'm really? I, 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 gave, I gave it away. <laughs> the only person I thought might be a mutton man would be I was Sam. I've had and, a lot it, of, turn, and yeah. it turns out he isn't. I've had a lot right. of meat. I knew chops, Triple M was it, but I've never had the mutton. Yeah, no, I, mutton, mutton needs Hardy, to be Midwest. That's why I pegged I was Sam. There you go. I've mutton. had other pork chops and cuts that. Right, Other but I don't think this it, is, is from mutton the pig. pork. No, I know it's not. No, it's no, not I'm saying I haven't pig. had mutton. Mutton is, I think, yeah, like goat or sheep or something. No, it's yeah. the, well, the breast of the lamb, baby chops, can be cooked in the oven. I'm lamb is good. Oh, if it's lamb, I've had lamb. Maybe is it just called by a different name if, by mutton? Yeah, oh, yeah it's crazy. called actually. It's a cut of. Oh, it's a yeah. cut of lamb. Cut yeah, of it's, lamb. It's, I see. It's, it's the it's the you know that's where the mutton. But it's got such an unappetizing name. Correct. Right. So yeah. Let's go grab some mutton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's get let's get some mutton. Yeah, no, it's I'll, totally I'll pa- something I I I'll I'll pass, bro. Get behind. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> not happening. Just give me a pork chop. I'm straight. 
Right. Yeah, just, it's just it, could have probably get a pork chop. I'm saying though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like that doesn't really roll off the tongue. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the store and grab some mutton. To well, cook that's tonight. what threw me off when the guy called up and he called the butcher for a Super Bowl party to order the mutton. That's Super Bowl wow. party type food. That's what? Must be a, a bloody cut. I mean, wait, wait, like wait, 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 wait! What do you throw the mutton on the grill? What, what, what's that? I have no idea. I literally, uh, I d- did not know this at all. I didn't yeah, know anything it's, about it's, the it, mutton. It, it's a, uh, it's a meat of domestic sheep, hmm. different ages. It's, it's a style of cut. Well, he How do you eat it? It's well, you chop. can you can grill it. I mean, this, there's there's all kinds of recipes that pop up for mutton. Um, I'm, I'm reading it, but the, the meat of a juvenile sheep older than one year, the I'll baby sheep. So the baby yeah. sheep. Okay. So it's in the, it's in the veal family. Lamb. Right. The meat is also called lamb. The meat of a juvenile sheep one year older is hogget. And then it, we're, it's a, it's a young sheep, uh, the, the meat of an adult sheep. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm reading as we're going along. The meat of adult sheep is called mutton. So a baby sheep is called lamb. That's a lamb chop. But when it gets older, uh, it becomes mutton. The less right. desirable meat. Yeah. Makes the, sense. the old mutton. Yeah. yeah, you don't want nobody wants to eat the old mutton. <laughs> <laughs> the old saggy mutton. <laughs> no, I'm gonna stop. It's not good. It's not, it's how, not however you slice good. it, guys, no pun intended. Oh, I mean, you just did it. You did it. Oh, you knew what you were doing. You man. Don't yeah. don't even try to The Prince it. of Puns. <laughs> oh man. But no matter how you slice it, this guy definitely wanted to get his hands on some like some sheep's blood for some some superstitious means here. I mean, he wanted to really get the uh, the voodoo in his favor, I guess. Is that that's really what he what it came down to. I right? guess, yeah, yeah. Because he said I wanted to to drink the blood of the goat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Taking that's going to help you win a football way game too or not. Serious, yeah, that's, that, 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 that's, sick. yeah that's, uh, that's a little too far. Yeah. But when he called up, it's, uh, I found it interesting. I mean, listen, you know, Eagle fan saying I want to drink the blood of the goat, the is, goat pertaining to geez, Brady. This isn't uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom here, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Jones! Yeah. Yeah. Can, they, the can they give the blood to Carson once before the game and it'll magically heal him and he can play? Yeah, <laughs> you can magically turn it into the already, game. I'm telling you, Ginger Jesus, man. <laughs> he. Why do you think Nick Foles played the way he played last week? He feels him on his heels. That just, was just Carson. Tra- transmitted some of that That That's that, right, that transference energy. of the skill. No, yes, yes exactly. the energy. Correct, Triple M. You know about that. Yep. You're a, you're a man of great spiritual uh, knowledge. Yep. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I am totally in tune with that. I'm sure you are. The, the universe, man. It's about the universe. All right. We'll come back. <laughs> we'll come back. I, I got to touch on a couple of news stories. One that includes the XFL. Like, are you serious with this? The XFL again? Oh, I got a beautiful one for a, a name for a jersey that's going to be on the back of uh, one of those one of those guys that are playing in there. You got a beautiful one. All right, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing it. <laughs> We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the XFL. Everybody like mutton? Mmm, <laughs> mutton. Hope you didn't cut the fat off. So what does it mean when Geico says 15 minutes could save you 50% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. 
We are the fellas. He's Anthony Gargano. I'm Lincoln Kennedy, and neither of us like mutton or have had mutton. <laughs> but uh, but it seems that there, there's there's some people who are trying to channel energy through through you know more disgusting ways uh, and using mutton. So that's where the reference comes to. But we're gonna turn Everybody to take attention now. Mutton. Yeah, exactly. Um, doesn't even sound uh, <laughs> nothing sounding appetizing about it's mutton, it. Baby mutton. Mutton. Mm, that's right. That's what we like. But you know the the XFL's coming back, cuz and and you yeah. Remember before back- we get there, I want to okay. because I want to talk about it. But I want to get to my man Alcatraz. Been waiting and patiently. Oh, we got somebody online. I know that. All right. And, and I want to make sure that we always talk to our people. Good morning, Alcatraz. Hey man, what's going on, Anthony Link? It's a pleasure to talk to you guys. One of my favorite shows, especially when you talk about mutton. <laughs> <laughs> it's a show about mutton. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there it is. So the reason I'm calling is you know, I haven't heard anyone on the radio or sports talk or any of the major stations that talk about sports talk about this. And you guys were talking about curses. And then something kind of clicked in my head, and I thought to myself, this would be an amazing prospect. So hear me out. Um, so, um, and um, Anthony, uh, are you a huge Eagles fan? Or uh, Yeah, I grew up, up, yes. No, I'm a big no, guy. I grew no, up no, in no. Philly. Okay, so check this out. So you might enjoy this. So you know who uh, Vince Papal is? Vince Papali, yes. Papali, there you go. Yeah, he made the movie, the Mark Wahlberg movie. They made the right, movie. right. Now we're we're getting somewhere. So the reason I'm calling you is you're talking about curses. If Mark Wahlberg shows up to the Super Bowl, who is a diehard New England uh, Pats fan, right? And he was yeah. in this movie playing uh, Vince uh, Papali, or yeah. however you pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, so, what if he shows up and then suddenly uh, the Eagles lose because he shows up? I, and, I, listen, know, I, I love that. That's a great. I, I and now you have. I love the fact that he played uh, an eagle, like a yeah, real life yeah. Rocky type character, right. and he is a boy. He's a huge pass. He and Brady are buddies. Right. Exactly. No, so I love what I'm it. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is this could be a curse, and the curse can continue. And I, I feel sorry for you because I understand how like huge yes. an Eagles fan you are. And I'm telling you, if Mark Wahlberg shows up, yeah, that's you guys good are to li- You guys are gonna, you guys are gonna lose. All right, I'm gonna put that out there. That goes. I'm writing it in the book. The Wahlberg curse. Yes. Thank you, you Alcatraz. Curse. That's brilliant. You're welcome. That's brilliant stuff. I, man, that's 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 next level right there. It we, is we, next we, level. We have, thinking. We, have, we have we have the curse. Uh, we have the curse of the Bambino, the curse of the Billy Goat, and now the curse of the Wahlberg. Well, the really now, be cursing let me if ask you guys a question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ah! Or another rap album that would really be cursing. Oh, yeah, there you go. Sing. That's <laughs> the best. So let me ask you a question. So if Wahlberg. If he's there, does Bradley Cooper, who is a huge Eagles fan, right? Does he ward off the curse if he's there too? That's interesting. That's an, inter- that's an interesting. He's a one. superior actor than Mark Wahlberg. I like Mark Wahlberg. I, don't know about I, that. I tell you. I don't know about that. You don't think Bradley Cooper's better than Wahlberg? No, no. Really? I think Wahlberg. I gotta I, go. I think Wahlberg. I gotta go. Fine. BC. By a fine actor, a fine actor. Be- 
a I mean, better actor than he is a musician, so I'll give uh, Lincoln credit on that one. No, no, no. Sure. I look. I agree. I well, think he's. Well, have well, you well, seen well, those well, teddy bear movies? Oh, I don't see. I don't see those movies. But it, like, I mean, what was his name? What was the name of the, the, the Ted, teddy bear? Ted. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you call that good acting? I didn't. I don't watch. The, I'm talking about like three that's not exactly king, film, right? Three, there. No, 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 that's, that's, that's not it. I mean, the Departed, Three Kings, those are good Wahlberg. Well, but we're, the fighter, we're, but, the fighter. We're, but we're looking at this. Okay, let's let's take a look at this. Bradley Cooper has almost won Oscars. Yeah, Bradley What's Cooper's a, a way better actor nah, than Mark I don't Wahlberg. Know about that. I, don't know about that. I mean, yeah, if we're if we're if we're judging right. it off, I gotta go to the IMDb now on you. No, we get matter of preference. No, we we could no, we could trot, we could trot it off, and it's like if you if you look on the preference of just like the fact that he's been in Oscar nominated films. And so I believe Wahlberg has too. But but he ha- yeah, but but, but, most of, but most of the times that he's been nominated it's because he was producing the film. Okay, so the guys got they both have talent. Wait, they what are do we arguing have, about? They do it. They do have talent. Okay. It's like, like one or the other, you know. Or both. No, nah, Bradley's a better actor. He, Bradley's he, a way no better actor. He's a way better no, actor. There's no yeah. one to the other. No. I don't know about that. I just I respectfully disagree. Well, we're going to go through the films. We'll go top five, bottom five, and we'll stack them up. We'll top three, bottom three, and we'll stack them up and see who the better actor is. By the way, they both made Eagle films. Do you know that? They both made Eagles uh, films. The Bradley Cooper movie, Silver Silver Linings Playbook. Playbook. Great movie. The dad was a degenerate Eagles fan, oh, Robert oh man, De Niro. That, yeah, exactly. There was there was some good uh, stuff like in terms of like the fandom of Philadelphia in, in that movie. Wearing the same jersey, sitting in the same exactly. chair. Exactly. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a lot of good stuff on Eagles fans. I'm glad you brought up Silver Linings Playbook. So so does that negate? I I, I need. And he almost won an Oscar. He almost, he almost, and he almost won an Oscar for that role. Yes, <laughs> so, he did. Yeah. Bradley Cooper's a great actor. Oh, he is a great actor. No, I'm not. I'm not disputing that. I don't know what's going on with Sam here. Sam's got questionable taste. Clearly, you just look. I mean, you look at I, just who moves me more. I just say Wahlberg does. That's just that simple. Doesn't mean that Bradley Cooper doesn't have as. That's long called of bad a, mutton. That's what moves you. That, yeah, moves my intestines. Um, no, but look, Wahlberg's career as an actor has just been longer than Bradley Cooper's. But I mean, we're not judging. Uh, I, we're, we're not judging this off of longevity. But they just or, done. He's done more stuff. I'm just saying that. But that Wahlberg's done more. Uh, his, quality, his quality over quantity. That's right. what okay. we're going with right. here. Well, quality. All right, let me get, let, let, let's 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 dive into it then. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Now I need all you guys to chime in here, and I'll go. All right. I'll start reading. Wahlberg's IMDb. You st- you guys yell stop when you have a great movie or stop when you have a bad movie, and we'll do top three, bottom three versus each other. All right, sounds good. Yep. All right, so we'll- Boogie Nights. Horrible. Big ro- what? Big big role by Wahlberg. Hated it. Acclaimed. I would say it was horrible. It was that was solid. It was solid. Nothing special though. All right. Uh... Three Kings. Excellent movie. Good movie. Solid. Good. The Yards. I don't remember him in that. The Perfect Storm. Great movie. Perfect Storm was good. Good movie. Very good. I like Perfect Storm. Planet of the Apes. I actually like that one. I know a lot of people didn't. I like it. I like that version. That was terrible. Nah. Okay. Uh, The Truth About Charlie. That was a good movie. I don't know anybody see that. Never saw it. I don't know that one. That, that was actually good with look up uh look look up Fandy Newton link 
I already know who she is. Yes. <laughs> she was in Truth About Charlie. The Italian Job. You like that one or no? no? This was the remake of the original. It was all right. It was, yeah, it, yeah, it it was, was all right. Remake. Good cast. I thought it was. I thought it was entertaining. Yeah, it was a good movie. All right. Solid. I Heart Huckabees was actually a good movie. Good. Never, never saw it. Uh, Invincible, which was, that was the Vince Papali right. movie. Right. The Departed obviously was oh, great. Sure. Awesome. Good movie. Sure. Awesome movie. Yeah. Numero uno. Now he was bad in the movie though. What in the Departed? Yeah, he was, he was not good. He was dignified. Like, no, when, he was, oh, hold on, dude. No, no, when okay. he was, when you put him next to Leo, yeah, but he's yeah. he and the two great. You got two of the greatest actors in there, in Leo and and, and what's his name? Jack, Matt Damon, and Jack's the king of actors. Well, the, the whole cast is great, though. That's the thing is you have yeah, to but look those at three all guys make him show you how how weak he is. Well, but. That Walbert actually is smaller, that actually Walbert that actually had a smaller role. I mean, he was he was one of the cops who he didn't have. I mean, a lot of those guys had smaller roles because it was Leo, Jack, and yeah. Matt Damon who had like the, the sort of the the triangle going. But I love this is one of my favorite lines from uh, from Wahlberg in that movie. I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. I just love that the, the banter in that yeah, movie. But Matt Damon, Matt Damon, you know, let's face it, what? Matt Damon, Leo. They were they, oh, they shined. Yeah. I mean, Matt Damon played the snake of all snakes. Yeah, and they're great. All right, Shooter. Didn't see it. I'll tell you, he was really good in this movie. The Lovely Bones. It's a hard. Oh, it's that, the most chilling chill. move. Oh, I yeah. saw that. And the book I hear. I mean, it's all. Yeah, I read the book. The book was the Lovely was, Bones. It do I was what's the guy who plays the like the the predator? Um, Stanley Tucci. Oh, yeah. the movie gave me chills. I mean, there's yeah. Just yeah, was it, did anybody else see it? The link? Did you see? No, nope, did not see it. Did, did not see, see it. Love it? No. Okay. And how about here? You go the other guys, which was horrible. Boo. Right. That's the if you want to. That's if you want to laugh. And that that's right. where, that's where I think Mark Wahlberg kind of loses you. Is like he started to get into this trend. He's made, of, he's made some duds. No one can be wrong. Right. No, no. How it, about the fighter? I didn't see the fighter. Oh, the fighter. The fighter was. The fighter was good. Oh, the fighter was. Christian terrific. Bale was terrific. He was yeah, good too. Yeah, I love Christian Bale. Yeah. yeah, that was that was. You got to really see the movie. fighter. You got to see the fighter, Anthony. Oh my. Oh uh, yeah, I had not. See, I you know why I don't know how, why I didn't see it. I see all that stuff. Uh, Ted, we know. Pain and Gain, I didn't see. Two guns, horrible. Uh, that, was Den- Sur- that was the Denzel Washington movie, right? Yep. Yeah, which yep. really yeah, surprised he, me because uh, I'm a big Denzel fan. Right, yeah. Transformers, he does the big Hollywood movie. Uh, Mojave, he does Entourage. Ted 2, Daddy's Home. I, oh. I know. Daddy's Patriot's Home 2. Patriot's Day, I didn't see. Deepwater Horizon, you guys see that? I didn't Did see that. See Transformers again, Daddy's Home Two, and all the money in the world. I didn't see any of that. So that's Wahlberg. We'll do Bradley Cooper next, but uh, first, Figgy, hit us with some trending, brother. All right, brother. We'll start in the NBA where the Pelicans got a victory over the Rockets, but they lost the war, I guess, for lack of a better term, losing their All-Star center, Demarcus Cousins to a a ruptured Achilles tendon in his left leg. He'll miss the remainder of the season, a season in which he was averaging 25 points, 12 rebounds, and five assists. New Orleans had won four in a row. Seven of the last eight was just one game out of the five seed, so a huge loss for them. The Blazers in the thick of the playoff race in the bottom of the Western Conference. They beat the Mavericks 107-93. 
107 to 93 behind 29 points from Damian Lillard. CJ McCollum chipped in 20 points there. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 41 points, 13 rebounds, and 7 assists as the Bucks beat the Nets 116 to 91. Clippers snap a three-game losing streak despite a triple-double from Marcus All. They get a victory in Memphis, 109 to 100. The Lakers have won four in a row, eight of their last ten without Lonzo Ball in the lineup, 108 to 103. The final score for the Lakers in Chicago and the Cavaliers with another triple-double from LeBron James, his eighth of the season, 63rd of his career. They get a 115 to 108 victory over the Pacers. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. So it's a talk in Philly. Those Sixers got themselves another victory, five of their last six. They blow out the Spurs in San Antonio, 97-78, to as Joel Embiid had 18 points and 14 rebounds. The Jazz beat the Raptors, 97-93. Hornets beat the Hawks. Michigan State with a victory over Wisconsin in Big Ten basketball. Tiger Woods advances to the third round of the Farm. Farmers Insurance Open as he birdied the final hole. And in the Australian Open final for the women's side, Carolyn Wozniacki wins her first Grand Slam tournament as she beats Simone Halep. Gentlemen? Man, it's so unfortunate oh. that Cousins went down, man. You, you realize that I know. You know, him and him and Davis were on pace to, to set a, have a new record of the first duo teammates to average 25 points and 10 rebounds a, a game the way they were oh, playing. Oh, yeah. True twin towers. I believe I oh, saw the, the stats that Cousins was putting up. Had he sustained it for the entire season, he'd only be the fourth player in history to do that. And eat, all four of those players previously had one league MVP honors. I see. Putting man, up ridiculous so numbers this year. And it seemed like he was kind of – he'd been a knucklehead throughout most of his career, but he back home, seemed to be keep, uh, keeping quiet for the most part, uh, staying out of trouble. Seemed like he had really found himself yeah, down there. Yeah, I know. You know. Yeah. And they learned to play with one another, too. Really it's hard. The rhythm, yeah. They, what yeah. they were missing last year, the rhythm yeah. they got down, they were they were a force. I believe that it – well, I mean, prior to this injury, the way they were playing the Rockets, if they had to play the Rockets in a seven-game series, they'd take them in the playoffs. They match up. They do. They match up. They yeah, match up well defensively because they they cut. They can't drive on them. Mm-hmm. Yep. They cut off the lane. That that's a, that's a huge part of it. No doubt. Matchup nightmares. Both of them on both well, ends. Yes. 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 Because nobody can guard them. Yeah. They, they don't have. They don't have bigs to guard. Like Capella is the only one they have. Mm-hmm. And they frustrated the hell out of him last night. So sure did. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Where the fell is Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano will come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% on car insurance. Go to GuyCode.com. Check out your free rate quote. Uh, we're comparing. So Alcatraz, first of all, I, I like Alcatraz. Alcatraz needs to be a regular caller. Alcatraz from San Francisco. So he brought up a potential curse. The curse of Mark Wahlberg. Because Mark Wahlberg did the movie Invincible where he plays Vince Papali, a real a real life Rocky character who is a bar fly, like a bartender dude, in Delaware County. And he winds up becoming a, makes the Eagles his dream as a special teams player, the legendary Dick Vermeils, the coach real life. And uh, Mark Wahlberg makes the move, and he plays Vince Papali. And Mark Wahlberg's a Patriots fan, and he plays an Eagle. Meanwhile, Bradley Cooper, now my assertion is that Bradley Cooper can stave off the curse because Bradley Cooper makes Silver Lions playbook 
involves Robert De Niro as a degenerate Eagles fan, and he himself is a degenerate Eagles fan. In fact, you might have saw him with Eagles owner Jeffrey Lurie in the box over the last couple playoff games, along with Mike Trout. The two of those guys are big Eagles fans. Of course, Wahlberg from Boston, and so we're pitting the movies together. Now, we're all in agreement Bradley Cooper's better, except for Iowa Sam. And, and in That's fact, right. Iowa Sam stand alone. Is, is passionate about this, this subject. So on the text board, our man Jonas Knox chimes in and he says, I've never heard Iowa Sam more passionate about another man since <laughs> Kirk Ferentz. Right, yeah, yeah. Like I'm professing my love for Kirk Ferentz all the time, but no. It, it, I thought that was sheer brilliance from Jonas. It, yeah, he should go to bed. That's what he should do. Oh, <laughs> I think he's still here. He's still. He's doing. He's doing work right now. He's working. He's a mess. He's crazy. Are you ready? So this is Bradley Cooper. He gets his start as the bad guy in Wedding Crashers. He plays Zach. Oh, and he, and, he, and, and he was great in that. Which I loved yeah, him. Yeah, oh, awesome. oh, he was great. Yeah. I, I see. I think that he bothered me, his role in that movie. I thought he was a jerk. And he is a jerk. He plays a jerk in that movie. Well, that's it ta- the point. It, ta- it takes, know, a, re- it takes like a really good that's actor to, to play yeah. a jerk. Like, it takes a really good actor to pull uh, that off. I don't know. It does. That. It does. Like, I mean, he, he just uh, played a jerk. He's a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> played a bad like guy. I just, like, started to not like him after that. I think that's what I think. I'm biased against him because of that that movie. Just because of that role he played in that film, you're that, biased. That and he played um, the jerk so well. And uh, the Hangover. I did not. I didn't like his character in that one either. So I feel like he has this propensity to play kind of like jerks. Well, he's great. He's got. He's got the. He's you know. I mean, he's got the, that that he's, quality. He's got that face and that quality. I'm. I'm not saying he hasn't played guys I've. I've liked or that I haven't liked. But it's great. It's great scene. And by the way, he was a better football player than Mark Wahlberg was. When he knocks down Vince Vaughn, that felt real. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> right. Mark Wahlberg. I mean, come on, let's be real here. He's not a football player. But he's out to give you good vibrations. No, <laughs> please. <laughs> yes. So that should just count everything. Yes. Try to act like Marky Mark didn't happen. We remember <laughs> there's there's video of that, brother. We we've, we've seen it. Can't when you, lose sight when of you that, agree, man. as t- two guys who played football, who who was more real? Oh, definitely. I mean, they're playing backyard ball in in Wedding Crashers, so it's yeah. Like, but see, he, he was more real playing backyard ball than Wahlberg was in pads. Is that you and your like your nephew Anthony in uh, Wedding Crashers? <laughs> That's right. Way too intense. And you yes. end up stiff arming your 110 yes. pound nephew. Uh, correct. That's what it takes. <laughs> By any means, that's fall hard. <laughs> Big tree fall hard. Uh, all right. More. Uh, I didn't see. Okay. More Bradley Cooper. New York, I love you. I didn't see this. Yes, man. I didn't see that. Oh, that's Jim Carrey. He's just not into you. I didn't see that. The Hangover, of course, he was very good at. All about Steve. He was good at. Uh, I didn't see the A team. Nah, you, you, you didn't miss much. Yes, I, I heard. Those I, sound I, like stinkers. I, 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 I heard that wasn't good. The A team. 
Not yeah, I, I, heard, I heard that wasn't good. You guys weren't believing Rampage was the new Mr. T? Uh, not, wasn't feeling that one, Link. <laughs> so it turns out, not really. The, did you guys see Limitless? That was pretty good. Limitless was good. Yeah. Where he takes a pill, mm-hmm. and the pill gives him like this incredible powers. Right. Uh, the Hangover Part 2. Did anybody see the words? He was actually very good in the words. I did not see the Never words. Heard of him. Words are great. He's a writer, and he's struggling. And he f- he finds a manuscript in an old like briefcase. There's a manuscript, and it's old. And he's typing it in his computer, and somehow he it gets sent to his editor, and they love it, and it becomes a hit. And it's not his. It's actually really good. Interesting. Uh, it's a good movie. The Place Beyond the Pines was very good. Silver Lines Playbook, The Hangover 3, is enough of that. American Hustle, he's great Very at Very right? good. Very good in American Hustle. See, here's the thing. I didn't like that. I really did not like that movie. Really? I think, yeah, I did not. And um, <laughs> How could you like American Hustle? No, I, did, I didn't like it. Um, I don't know. It, you know, it, it felt clunky and awkward, and I actually, uh, one of the few movies I walked out in the last 15 minutes. Oh. You could, walked out of American Hustle. Come on. Yeah. I, it thought it was, I thought it was really lame. I just thought it was really lame. The whole everyone's had weird faux Northeast accents. Like it just had this weird, inauthentic vibe to me. That but you know what? I'm just kind of a I'm an outsider when it comes to movies. So like everyone else, everyone else all my friends came out, they said, Why'd you walk out? Like that was that was so good. And I'm like, I just didn't care for it. All right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I what about American Sniper? You had to like that one, right? I didn't I actually didn't see American Sniper, but that was great. Wow, he did a yeah. good. Oh, he was excellent. Why didn't okay, you see Ted two, Kevin? All right, Aloha. because I saw Ted one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need to. <laughs> True story. Yeah. All right, then he makes Aloha. That probably stunk. I didn't say it. Well, that burnt, looks like you know. Burnt. I didn't see that. That probably stunk. He's a chef. Baby, baby, baby. I didn't see that. Mm-mm. 10 Cloverfield Lane. I heard that was good. I didn't see it. I haven't seen it either, but I heard it's really good, too. Is that John Goodman? Yes. Ten, yeah, yes. I heard that was yes. good. I will, I will definitely see that. War Dogs was good, and they did the Guardian of the Galaxy series. That's it. That's all I know of. Wow. So, Wahlberg obviously has a better- It's a deeper catalog. Yeah, yes, but, this is yes. what I was saying. Come on. But that, no, because but, he has a deeper, doesn't mean he's better. No, exactly. just be, think, just, no, it's like we said, quality, quality, quality over quality. But I, but I think that we just listed more quality movies for Wahlberg than, than you, most of you but guys But I think were. if you're the craft, if you look at the, who's better, I think you got to put it on a pole, man. man I'm, for, I'm forever tainted off of good vibrations. That's forever burned in <laughs> hole that, in my that, soul that, that I can't that, that, recover that from. That ruined Wahlberg's case exactly. blank. And then, and, then, and then on you, the Ted, the lines that you have, well, every time you go on the internet, you, you look at black porn. I'm like, what the heck is this? I don't know. What? So, the Ted the Ted reference. You guys are moving. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I know what you're talking about, Lake. <laughs> that, that's messed up, man. Yeah, I had I had a uh so <laughs> I you know, it was funny I was talking about uh, Steve Spagnola earlier, right? And you know these the coaches, coaches are are so in, like in deep to their profession that they don't really know what's going on in pop culture, right? So, remember, Link, I told you about this. So, Spags goes and sees Ted. And, and like, he's not, like, that kind of guy. Like, he does right, not right, like right. that kind of humor. Right, right. And he goes, and so, <laughs> Spags has a great Boston accent. He's like, do you have, uh, did you see that movie, Ted, about the bear? And I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. He goes, 
Marie and I did. We walked out. <laughs> of course. Exactly. Last thing you want to do is take like, a woman like, to see Ted. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's not your audience, man. Like, that's not your movie. Brother, that's not your movie. Oh, yeah. That's not my movie. That's uh, that's funny. Because coaches, they, they don't want to. They, they're not involved no. with that. They, no, they're, not yeah. doing, they're not seeing that stuff. But all right, uh, you can put it on a poll, Triple M. We'll see who's better. We'll come back. Lots to do to fellas right here. And I want to talk about the XFL. We'll do that coming up right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano. And the elements. I was just, I, you know what's funny you said that, Link? Because I was just letting it play a little bit. Absolutely. You kidding me? If you notice when I get quiet, when I like when I, when I but I, I was Sam is good on the turntables. <laughs> got to got to know my. I mean, I just love this kind of music, man. It's right up my alley. Like I, like we were young when and they when they were on their like in the twilight. Mm-hmm. It's music that lasts for generations. Yeah. You know, you know, like I mean, not incredible for artists. Mar- we lost yeah. Maurice White last year. That's right. And it was it was a loss of a. A number of notable musicians, Natalie Cole. Yeah, I mean, David you think about Bowie. all the musicians like on that ba- in that band. Yeah, oh yeah, it was amazing. Philip Bailey. Yeah, was the voice. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible. Mm-hmm. So, uh, XFL. Many have tried a spring league. It's like a restaurant, right? People try it, and usually it fails. Only one time in the past did it ever get true traction. And that, of course, was the USFL. When the USFL, long time ago in the 80s, when the USFL uh, embarked on a spring lead, they had a lot of money people, a lot of great business guys, including Donald Trump, who owned the New Jersey Generals. Mm Mm-hmm. And they had a they had a niche, which was they had gotten all the young college kids out of college. Right. They had bought them, so they had a really good product. They had some great players: Steve Young, Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you name it: Anthony oh, yeah. Carter. Like, there's a million guys. Like, Jim Kelly oh. started there, I think, didn't he? Yes, he yes, yes. Yeah. So that, like it was a really good product, and they had they had really good football, and I think that's why it worked. It worked because it had got, uh, players people knew right. from college, right? Like legit players. Now, the reason why it was, if you remember, the XFL, the USFL started had some legs, was because the NFL had endured a lot of labor issues. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, oh, all right, look, look at this new spring league. This works. And they did not try to go head-to-head. They started the spring, and it was just a quality football. It was quality football. Now, I don't know. The first time it was a joke, the XFL. And so during the news conference announcing the XFL's return, I, I got to tell you, some of the things that came out – Really made no sense. <laughs> it's the XFL. Is this supposed to make sense? It's it's a constant parody. But here's here's one for you. You, you know, you talk about namesake. So you remember Rod Smart, the running back who had it on his jersey. He, he hated me. He hate me. Yeah. yeah, and he became big. Uh, if, if Johnny Manziel's coming back, I think he should jump on the the back of that, uh, and and he should put on the back of his jersey. They hate me too. Um, and, and yeah, because <laughs> the thing is, is that with some of these players they're talking about, people are going to watch football. 
look, I, I've been to arena games, indoor football games, and there's people in there. It's a different fan base, I understand, but people want to watch football because they're hungry for football. And as you know, your 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 manifest destiny or your the garg- ultimate Gargano plan has football stretching well into March uh, and stuff like that when, when it's downtime. So you would have that. There's going to be a spring audience for it, and depending on the cities and what you do. But they they're better suited to go after these outcast and uh, you know these guys that, that have had a name like a tim tebow you put him on one team you put johnny manzel on another team i mean the list goes on and on the people that you can use uh but but everything is going to be a parody when it comes to the xfl even from the way they used to have their coin toss to decide who get the ball first was you just look what the hell is this um but it is what it yeah, is but here's the problem though you know and vince mcmahon comes out and he says we're going to be non-political well, like, first of all, what's that mean? Non-political. Everybody must stand for the national anthem. That's being right, political like, right there. Look, that's not good. That's that's different than <laughs> the game itself. Like, what, no matter how you feel about it, that's not that's not anything different. Right. He has the rule, the no jail rule, the no prison rule, right? right. The no record rule. I, I don't know how that's going to work. Like to me. <laughs> No, it's really. You know, I'm not saying you, you got to go play jailhouse, but I, I don't know how any of this stuff kind of works. Like you're trying to play opposite the league and capitalize on what the league, yeah. what people don't like about the league, and I understand that people go, ah, there's too many uh, felons in the league. Ah, the, the politics of the league, and I get you want to you want to strip it away, but it, the quality of the game still has to be something. What is the quality of the game? I don't know if it's present because it depends on who you have. Right. Well, let's think about it and let's be real when it comes to the physical nature and whether that's a selling point. Fellas on Fox. All right. Welcome back, fellas. Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano. A little bit later on, we'll talk to Baldy from the NFL Network. Fellas, coming live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more car insurance. Visit geico.com for that free rate quote. I've had a lot of fun today with, uh, as always, with our kind of nonsense and breaking down of games. I'd like to give you a mix of that sort of thing. So uh, we got stuck on this XFL thing and whether or not the XFL would want Lincoln, you know where I stand with football. Right. But it's got to be quality football. Like, it can't be trash. And XFL last time was trash football. It just was. It was gimmicky. It was very gimmicky. I had no interest in it in watching the sport. Right. I didn't, I didn't watch it. I didn't want to watch it. For, for you know, for, there's there's always been a call in. There's been, I've talked with many people in my years uh, about trying to do a spring league. Because the NFL is the one of the only professional leagues that does not have a true developmental league. Uh, the World League was trying to do it when the NFL backed it, but it it, it started taking too much money. The owners lost interest, um, and and the USFL had some some parts about it. You know, there's an there's an aspect certainly with the arena football. They put some stars in the National Football League, but there has never really been a true sustained spring league or an amateur league for the NFL. And um, and so there's always been a calling for it. Now, there's a product. It's going to sell tickets. People are going to be excited. People are going to watch it. I don't know how it translates to the TV. Because last time, do you, time think, it was it, you think it will sell tickets? I do. You I think do. Football, football sells. It? Period. I, people will watch it. Yeah, I but but that's a misnomer, though. See, uh, to me, college football sells and NFL sells. 
because they're established products. But football sells in general. And I mean, you can look. Does it? Yes, it does, and it will. I mean, even when the XFL was came out in the early, what, late nineties and ter- early two thousands, even though it was gimmicky, they still had it on TV. There were still, you know, there was backing, and there were people in the stadiums who were supporting it. Yeah, but it was there was a reason why it went out of business pretty quickly. Oh, there's no doubt about it. But often and oftentimes, especially like with the USFL, you were talking about last uh, last hour when uh, Donald Trump was one of the main guys who was trying to uh, sort of go on on the NFL's territory. When they, when they, when he got his heels established in with the the New Jersey team that he owned, he was one of those guys that was talking big about, oh, I think we can make a play for the NFL. Yes, he and challenged quick, the league, they, and they quickly the league wanted it. to stay in the spring, and he yep. wanted to go to the fall. And exactly, he won. He was thinking that they would get gobbled up as expansion teams, right? And then, and then, and then they they squashed that. They squashed it quickly. So you can't take on the NFL. So don't tread on. Don't take anything close to the month of July. And when it's come to the NFL, if you're going to be a true spring league, you utilize those months, uh, the spring months, and you get everything out of the way. And if you want to develop players, you want to bring players that you know just need some playing time, like you know, almost like a glorified senior bowl and a couple of names here and there, then so be it. But that's the, that's going to be the extent of it. Don't challenge the NFL. <laughs> I, like I'm with you on that whole thing. I'm completely with you. I, I got one thing though. I, I don't even think it sells in the spring unless you got decent players. Because to me, football only sells if it's decent, if it's not trash. Trash football, you're not getting anything. Like you got to go get some college players of note. True. And here's the other thing, too. It, now, again, I'm not condoning this, but if it were me and I was trying to go and be an alternative option to the NFL, the first thing I would do would would allow would be fierce hitting. Now again, it's dangerous, right? right? Like we know the dangers of it. But you could market that. Well, so boxing, but hear me out. Right. Boxing goes by the wayside in a lot of ways. It's not dead. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's going to make a little bit of a comeback. But that great sport, I love boxing. And people go, oh my God, it's brutal, it's brutal, it should be outlawed forever. They were going, it should be outlawed. So an alternative comes, and it's more brutal than boxing. It's way more brutal in the MMA. And so if you're going to do the same thing, don't you got to follow the MMA and and make it like truly a, a nasty sport, version of the sport? You know, it's a it's a good thought. I hear what you're saying. I the only my only issue with it is that we live to me, we live in a society even more today that's that's based on litigation and court outcries. And I just cannot see if you make it more violent how the litigation or amount of court cases that pile up against you for not protecting your players or whatever it is. Oh, well, I know, but like MMA is the same thing. It's more brutal yeah. than boxing. So, you, I mean, you make them sign that contract to be a performer. I mean, uh, it's interesting. Interesting that you say that. I mean, I, like, like, you know, again, I don't, I don't want to see guys getting maimed playing football. I, I don't. No, I mean, I like no. the physical nature, but, but I, I, I want I still players think that, to be healthy. Yeah, I, I still think the product sells if you, if you, let's say, for example, you know, um, let's just say it was happening right now. Where does a guy like Nick Foles lands after he goes to this run? He's going to get some interest from teams. 
But is he is he one of those guys that's that's capable? And I'm just using his name as as, as I mean, we use Teddy Bridgewater. We use guys that haven't played for a while that are backups that are that are waiting their turn. So you so you go if you're an XFL team, you go full throttle and go, hey, Nick, be be my quarterback. Absolutely. Just like just like the USFL did the big dollars, you throw big dollars at the most notable icon on the the team as a quarterback. Throw big dollars at that, and then try to surround him with with other players, other players that maybe didn't get the you know get as much uh, you know acknowledgement. uh, Yeah, because to your point, you know, if Nick Foles goes and wins the Super Bowl, it's awesome. But Nick Foles isn't going to be a starting quarterback. I don't even think he gets moved and traded to another team. And maybe there's a a couple stopgap teams that would want him as a starter. Well, I mean, that, that's just it. A, a, a bridge type of quarterback. It might be his last way to get a payday. You know, he's not going to be one that's going to start for, you know, take other teams to the Super Bowl. He's not going to be a, a, that, that type of savior. But he should get some interest, especially off this run. You know, he should get some interest. That's a good and, point. There, there yeah, are places like New Orleans and Arizona that they, are looking for quarterbacks just to bridge the gap because yeah. they're not going to be in a position where they can draft them. So you just need to buy a couple years. But if I'm the XFL, when it comes to that, I'm yeah. making a play for a, a Teddy sure. Bridgewater. I'm, t- I'm making a play for a, a Johnny Manziel, a, a Tim Tebow. I'm making well, a play for yeah, those Well, yeah, I mean, names. Tebow and Manziel would be the guys to go get. Yeah. I mean, there, but like, there but are other guys I, that are out there like that, you know? That's why I didn't understand Vince McMahon's whole deal. Like, dude, what, what are you doing? You know, if you're going to try this thing, the the blueprint's right there before you. Right. I, I, again, I, I don't know. Like as is, I'm not watching. And you know how I feel about the sport. It's my favorite sport. I love the sport as much as I love basketball and baseball and hockey. I mean, and golf and tennis. But I, this I, I think sport they, I just love. Yeah. And, I would watch it, but I'm not watching XFL. Well, I, I think when it comes to those slow draw months that you're talking about, that you referenced, especially in the spring, that if a game's on, you might flip on it. You know, might not be in so into it to where you're watching every step of, it, but you might flip to it and just see what's happening. And, and and if they if they market it in a sense where they've got some notable names, I mean, you, you tell me that if let's just throw. I, mean, out I don't watch it. Arena League, so I I you know I can't like I but don't Arena want that. Arena League really doesn't have the presence, the overall TV presence like like this one would, and that it did. I mean, once upon a time, the NBC was carrying games of the XFL, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they were. You see what I'm they saying? Didn't have so football. They had, Remember, they didn't have the NFL. Right. So that so there's there's a place for it, but but just but you know mull over this. What if it was uh, Tim Tebow and Johnny Manziel playing against one another? You wouldn't turn it on just to see it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I might uh, I might. That's do the that. name. I mean, I would be more bring. apt to turn it on if it was NFL Europe. Because I I would I would love to watch. Games like in Barcelona and right. whatever, and and see the whole week too. Like I'd, I'd watch the the pregame the, the the pregame show and the like. Maybe you do a reality piece accompanying with the game, mm-hmm. so you watch the culture part of it. Like right. I would I would do that. I'm yeah, in I on think that. Something about that. I'd love to just be in Barcelona watching the sideline. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, we can go it. cover the league. Yeah, but, so that'd be great. Let's do it. Road trip. <laughs> but but XFL. I I, I mean let's. But if you made it a blood sport, now, you know, <laughs> I mean, you're really selling, it's terrible, but people would watch. I mean, let's be real. The dawn of the robot football player in XFL. See a linebacker is pure steel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, Triple M, would you watch XFL? Yeah, based off the previous incarnation, yeah. 
I mean, I might peek in depending on who the players are for the first game because that's how I was with the previous XFL. I literally watched the first game and then I saw what it was and I was like, oh God, this is... Because basically what that was, that was like you guys were talking about, it was gimmicked. It was basically Vince McMahon trying to get more people to watch WWE. That's what it was. That that's That's pretty much what it was. He was trying to extend his brand of WWE to the football field. This time, he's trying to capitalize... On everything that's going wrong with the NFL, right? So he's just, oh, look, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, going to be the alternative you, option to right, the NFL, right? I mean, and it's it's like everybody thinks in theory it's going to sound great, but it's like you said, you got to you got to at least make it somewhat interesting, and you got to bring in some stars. So if you're going to just bring up in a bunch of like yeah, J- Johnny Manziel or a name that I found kind of interesting that hasn't even been brought up in this, Colin Kaepernick. I know he was kind of political, but it's like yeah, if you bring in some of those guys, maybe you're going to draw in some eyeballs. But in the end, you got to have a good product to keep people interested. So it's like the first game may be one of those things where you'll just be like, hey, you know what? It's the first XFL game. But if it does, if the quality is terrible, then I'm not going to stick around. No, I was Sam. I don't really have any interest in it. I think that all the talent um, in football in this country is either on practice squads or on active rosters or in the CFL. You know, it's like there's not. I just, Are you watching a lot of CFL? Well, I'm just saying that like the guys that play in college, they end up going to like you know three or really two major outlets: the NFL or the CFL. And I just and you know if you're good enough, you're going to find your way into a practice squad at the very least. So I'm just man. I just but like, most most practice squad guys, you know, just sort of be relinquished to obscurity, and and that's where if the XFL was uh, was truly legitimate about what it's doing, is you're going in there buying some of those notable names. First, it starts at quarterback. There's no doubt about it. it starts at quarterback. Um, but but you you it, the, you can't be too gimmicky like they. I mean, it just has so many gimmicks back. I mean, even from the coin toss to decide who gets the who kicks off or receives a football. I mean, all those types of things. Really played on your nerves of, of pure sports fans, and, and but it was trying to be an, a, a parody or an entertaining side to football. Yeah, I, I don't like. I don't see that. I'm with you, Link. I don't see that unless you made it really brutal, where people go, "I'm not really watching, but I am watching." Right, and you can get high ratings because people will never admit to watching it, but they will watch. I know. Does any of this interest you in the XFL? I have to say that I am somewhat biased because I am. The former play-by-play announcer for Arena Football's Los Angeles Avengers, believe it or not. Oh, are you really? Yes. So I have an interesting (laughs) perspective, and I fell in love with the sport of arena football. But this is different because with arena football, the sport itself was the hook because it was so unique. The problem here is I think I'm going to do what most of America is going to do. I may check out the first game, but just not watch it again because that's what I did with the XFL the first time around. And think about this. The most successful alternative league ever was the USFL. And how many seasons did that last? Just three, believe it or not. It was three very successful seasons, the bidding wars for Herschel Walker and Jim Kelly. But I, I, I can't imagine this being any more successful because in the sport of football, alternative leagues are different because if you think about it, the roster turnover in the NFL to begin with, with waived players and undrafted players, there are dozens and dozens of players that are churned through the average NFL team every season. So there's not a lot left 
for an alternative football league to build with from a talent standpoint. Uh, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant as always, Ilo. We'll uh, we'll take a quick T.O. Baldy is coming up next. So we'll talk to Baldy on the other side. And uh, I have a great prop for you guys. Also, I need to tell you about Lane Johnson and beer. We are the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. So what does it mean when Geico says 15 minutes could save you 50% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Hey, we are the fellas. He's Anthony Gargano. I'm Lincoln Kennedy. And our one of our all-time favorites, fellas, is also with us. Joining us right now, longtime NFL vet Brian Baldinger. Baldy, are you over in Hawaii doing the skills challenge with Derek Carr and all the other guys? No, 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 no. <laughs> I leave those guys up to the real. I leave those up to the real skilled guys, man. <laughs> and I, I forgot they're in Orlando. They're Orlando, in not in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're in Orlando. I forgot it's no longer in Hawaii. They even yeah, took if that they were in Hawaii, like, that might be different. But yeah. yeah, I'm not going down to Orlando. <laughs> well, it's good to talk to you. First, let's let's recap on what you thought about the NFC and, and AFC uh, championship games from last week. Well, Jacksonville put up a heck of a fight, and they had their opportunities. They just, uh, you know, couldn't make some plays down the stretch of third downs to try and maintain the ball. And the Patriots did what we're used to seeing them do. So they hung in there. They won the field position battle all game. Made Jacksonville go a long field, especially in the second half, and it really kind of cost them. It played into, you know, Brady's hands and a lot of the big throws they made. They, of course, you know, a lot of controversy about the penalty difference between the two teams. And um, it was, you know, it, those pass interference penalties, there were three of them, and you could debate all pass interference penalties to some level, but they certainly helped them get down the field, one against Ramsey and, you know, one against Boyer. That certainly helped put the Patriots in position. Um, and nobody could have predicted what happened in Philadelphia. I mean, that thing was, it was just unbelievable how, aggressive how the defense made the plays they got the important you know pick six there at the end of the first quarter that got them back in the game got the fans in the game and it seemed like uh, you know the defense made all the big plays in the offense and the play of Nick Foles was sensational I mean he played as good a game as we've seen from an Eagle quarterback in a big game maybe ever it was it was substantial the way that he played it really was Baldy with us Baldy first of all can I just tell you that your Brady stuff is incredible? Your Tom Brady stuff. Well, he's stu- incredible. Yeah, well, he's incredible, so it's pretty easy to do, and I mean, I enjoy breaking him down. I enjoy watching Tom Brady play the game because he truly is. I mean, use the, any analogy uh, that you like. I mean, he's truly a surgeon out there, and uh, when he goes to operate, man, it's just I feel like I'm in the room watching him, so it's, it's fun to break down. It's fun to watch him operate. I know I, I do this every week, but I, I I can't get enough of it. You do these breakdowns that are, are really awesome, these storylines through video and analysis that are great. They are really, really good. Uh, at Ball the NFL, where else can they find them? You have your own YouTube channel. Yeah, the YouTube. You can find them on YouTube, Instant Playbook. You can find them on the uh, NFL.com, uh, Baldy's Breakdowns, and you can find them on Twitter. At Baldy NFL and just hashtag Baldy Breakdowns. You can find them in all those locations and probably coming to some other locations here pretty soon. 
Well, they're they're almost like blink. They're like stories in themselves. Oh yeah, in the breakdowns, which are re- you've seen them, which are really really good. Uh, I hope you get it. I hope you get this Super Bowl and able to do some fun with this Super Bowl because I I think it could be a really really good game. It's funny uh, with Carson Wentz. I think the Eagles would be the favorite, Baldy. Well, I don't think there'd be any doubt about it. I mean, you know, but he's not coming back. We know that. But I would say that. What we've what we've discovered here with this Eagle team is as good as Carson Wentz was in the first thirteen weeks of the season, the team is just as good around him, and that's really significant because there's not many teams that could take a backup quarterback that hadn't played, that was very rusty, and didn't play real well, could win two postseason games the way that they have in the fashion that they have without a really good team. I mean, starting with the defensive line. Uh, really contributions from everywhere. I mean, it's a very well-coached team. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They haven't turned the ball over in the postseason. So it's been really, you know, it's fun to watch, but it's also a testimony to, you know, the way that Joe Douglas and Howie Roseman built this team and the way that uh, Doug Peterson and his staff have coached it. So, I mean, it's a real, I mean, I think it's an eye-opener to the rest of the league that you can lose a quarterback that was a certifiable MVP candidate. Yep and still be a really good team, that it doesn't have to collapse, it doesn't have to fall apart. And I think that's really the story. I mean, obviously Nick Foles is the story in Philadelphia, but maybe as big a story is the team that's around Nick Foles. And when you when you scratch it on the surface, Baldy, I mean, we're, we're just getting into the time of breaking it down, potentially, because it's, it's still got a week to go. But, you know, I, Anthony and I talked to the extent of what I think the Eagles have to do in order to beat the Patriots, easier said than done, of course, because they've got number 12 on the other side. But how do you think this plays out? Well, I mean, like, look, you're a longtime offensive tackle in this league, and you knew, regardless what the score was, you knew when you were winning a game. Yeah. You knew if you were dominating the opponent, if you were enforcing your will, if you were breaking your sword, you knew it before anybody else knew it. You knew it on the sideline. Sometimes your coaches didn't know, but you knew it. And, I think when the Minnesota Vikings at the end of that game, I think they knew that the Eagles were a better team in the trenches. Forget about the statistics and forget about what Zimmer did on third downs and all throughout the year. I think guys like Linval Joseph, you know, guys like Mike Remmers, I think the offensive and defensive linemen knew from the Vikings that the Eagles were better at the end of the game. And I think the Eagles are better than the Patriots on both sides of the ball. Obviously, Tom Brady is who he is, and that is an unbelievable, you know, difference maker, and that's why they're favorites. But I, I think the Eagles can win this game because I think they're better, better built, and will better execute inside the trenches. I mean, the, the Patriots have brought back James Harrison and Ricky Jean Francois and started them, you yeah. know, against yeah. Jacksonville. And I mean, these guys were on the street for a reason now, but they do have, I mean, to Belichick's credit, they do one thing really well: they can hold the point. And they needed it against Leonard Fournette, and it worked. But I think Doug Peterson is saying to himself, if they want to play Ricky Jean Francois and James Harrison on defense, well, we're not going to run right at those guys, but we'll make them run and we'll make James Harrison cover. And that's what I would try to do to those guys if they're going to be on the field for 50% of the plays. Get them out and get them out in space. And he's got some backs that he can do with, and Jai can catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, I, I, I guess the the matchup I'm really psyched about to watch 
is what's going to happen. Patriots offense against that Eagles defense. Eagles front is terrific. I was with uh, our buddy Spags yesterday, Baldy, and, and yeah. we were watching some tape and, and some of the things. He expected the Patriots to come out and go no huddle and mm-hmm. and try to not try to go tempo on them and try to go quick pass. Remember how the Giants played the Eagles where they were able to spread them out in quick hitters. So, But the Eagles can tackle, and if Brady does want to try to take it down the field, it's going to cost time. And that's where the Eagles' front can get into the game and, and really make a difference. Well, I mean, if Brady wants to go tempo, it's a change of pace offense for them. They use it. Sometimes they don't. They just use a play after a first down. Uh, if they think they're going to substitute, there's a lot of different reasons why they, they will do it. It's not, it's not a game plan that works great if you're not converting third downs. So Because then you're off the field really fast. But I do think they'll see tempo, but I think in talking to – guys like Fletcher Cox and Vinnie Curry, that they have been paced throughout the year. And they didn't necessarily want to be paced and rested. and you know. But they've gotten to this point where I think you can see Fletcher Cox you know, and Brandon Graham playing maybe 80% of the snaps. I don't think it's going to be a factor for them getting tired. I think they're ready for you know whatever pace Tom Brady wants to throw at them right now. But the quick game is a big part of Tom Brady's game, you know, Right now, Danny Amendola has 17 catches in the postseason. Uh, 17 catches in the postseason. 11 of them have gone for first downs or touchdowns. I mean, he's a guy that's moving the chains from third and 18 last week. He gets a 21 yard catch. I mean, the offense is going through him, and he picked it up when Gronk went out. So you know, Gronk and, and Amendola are the two guys that you have to take away in some way. You know, for life of me, I can't get over the stat, the fact that the, the New England Patriots, you saw them get smashed in the first two Super Bowls they played in. They're the they're the team that's been to the most Super Bowls now. And and this dynasty doesn't seem to be letting up. For for all the losses, even when, when Gronk went out in the AFC Championship game, they still found a way to win. I, I, I don't like praising them, but I get credit where credit is due. This is a franchise amongst, uh, bigger than any franchise in NFL history. And you, you take into consideration the Steelers and, and the Cowboys and the 49ers and all those great players, and it's the New England Patriots. Yeah. No, it's, it's an unbelievable run, Lincoln. It's a testimony to um, really locking in and paying attention to the smallest of details. And when you watch the individual game plans, really study them week to week and what they do and how they go about their business of taking away your strengths, reducing your strengths, the way that they truly never do quit in any game. And every game is winnable, regardless of the score, going back to last week, last year's Super Bowl against the Falcons. Um, it's just a, it's a remarkable testimony to what coaching is all about and really what having true heart and true competitive a feel is. I mean, you see James Harrison at age 39 go out there and you know play 32 snaps last weekend, 32 valuable snaps, and the Steelers had given up on him. I mean, it's just, you know, you haven't heard a word from him, except that he's gone out there, it looks like he's enjoying what he's doing. So they see things that other teams just simply don't see. Well, Baldy, uh, we got well, more breakdown next Saturday, but right now... You feel good about the Eagles, as I do, except every once in a while there's that little, hello, it's Belichick and Brady, hello, that little <laughs> tap on your shoulder yeah. that you remember it's those two, the, the old-time vampires of sports. 
Well, I mean, you can't discount it either. I mean, it is an incredible tandem. We've never seen anything like it. Um, it's, it is real. And they will have, they will have broken down every single thing that the Eagles have done well with and without Nick Foles. I'm anxious to see what it is that they feel they need to take away, uh, how they are going to affect Nick Foles, how are they going to disrupt, you know, the run pass options. 14 of Nick Foles' 49 completions in these last two games have come behind the line of scrimmage. Whether it's screens or reverse throws or whatever it is, 14 of his 49 completions behind the line of scrimmage for a lot of yards and touchdowns. So, uh, Belichick is studying all of that. I'm anxious to see what combinations of man zone coverage, how they rush against, you know, Marcus Mariota. They rushed three guys the whole day, night, and they sacked him eight times. So they did a lot of subtle things in there. Uh, it's going to be really fun to watch. And for the Eagles, Eagle fans, we're not going to know what the Patriots are going to do until the ball's kicked off. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a really good Super Bowl. All right, Baldy. Yeah. Thanks, We'll Baldi. talk to you next week. Real quick, do you go Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, Patriots fan, or Bradley Cooper, Eagles fan? Who wins? Uh, I think Bradley Cooper is a bigger star. I agree. I'll go Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Thanks, Baldy. There he is, the great <laughs> Baldy. <laughs> uh, it's time now. The Lord of the Trendings. One eyes low, eyes low. Lord of Trendings, do you go B Cooper or Wahlberg? Who's better? I personally like Cooper better, but Wahlberg has the better body of work. So it's like my heart says Cooper, my head says Wahlberg. Wahlberg's now, got a tough spot. He's scheduled to be filming a movie on Super Bowl Sunday. You couldn't have predicted that in advance, bro. That the Patriots just might be there. I'm just saying. Schedule. He's so used to it happening. Man. He didn't have to predict it. It just happens, you know? Yeah. So, so I mean, you know, you sign a deal. You say, hey, just so you know, can you give me Super Bowl Sunday off? Because there's a good chance the Patriots are going to be in the Super Bowl. I'm just saying. Oh, well. <sighs> Speaking of sighing, multiple outlets report that New Orleans Pelicans big man DeMarcus Cousins tore his left Achilles tendon in the waning seconds of last night's win over the Houston Rockets and is out for the season. New Orleans had been 27-21, and one game out of the five spot in the Western Conference. LeBron James' eighth triple-double of the season and the 63rd of his career in Cleveland's win over Indiana, overshadowing the fact that he also had a career-high 11 turnovers. Break up the Lakers. They won at Chicago for their fourth straight win and their eighth win in their last 10 games. And finally, heady times for Anthony's Philadelphia teams continue. The Eagles in the Super Bowl. And now Friday night, the Sixers won at San Antonio by 19 points for their first road victory against the Spurs since 2004. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Well, you were there for both of those, bro. Screw you. (laughs) Anyway, one final note. (laughs) Anthony and Lincoln. So that previous Sixer victory at San Antonio in 2004 featured a 20-point, 11-rebound double-double by Derek Coleman. Wow. Who starred in one of the most underrated shoe commercials of all time for a long-forgotten brand called British Knights. Listen to this yeah, BK. as we go back into the archive. Oh. Oh. 
They give you six files a game, so make them count. One of the greatest lines of all time. Oh, that's awesome! They only give you six fouls a game, so make them count by Derek Coleman. That is classic. Oh, my God. You're the best. I know, I know you saw you feeling. Uh, still not 100%, man. I know. I hear it in your voice. Yeah. That's still what, sound a little under the weather. Howard Cosell would call a virulent virus. Oh, damn. <laughs> nice. All right, well. You uh, make sure you take care of yourself, all right? Absolutely, guys. We need the Lord of Trendings on his post. That's for sure. Here he is, the great Ilo. We're the fellas coming live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. You visit geico.com for the free rate quote. Super Bowl and all kinds of fun stuff and stories surrounding it. One is Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson... Promised to buy the entire city a beer if the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Ooh. Yes. He That's said, nice. I'll, I'll buy everyone in town a beer. Is it a beer of their choice or a if beer we you win. Know, if Well, he, he, there was no specifications okay. as to which beer. But he said, Lane, who was the Eagles' right tackle, mm-hmm. said before the season. Remember, he, he was suspended last year. Yeah. And yeah. so he felt really badly about it. And he said, listen, it'll never happen again. And by the way, if we go win the Super Bowl this year, beers are on me. So Bud Light heard about it. Oh, he stepped up, huh? Yes, and Bud Light said to Lane, Lane, we're good, man. I got you covered. (laughs) That's great. So Dilly Dilly says, I got you covered. (laughs) I I assume it's Dilly Dilly. It is Dilly Dilly. It's still Dilly Dilly, right? And, And they said, we got this. So what's so, so let me ask you this. Let's let's break this down a little bit. What's what's yes. what's the population of Philadelphia? So we're talking about the Delaware Valley, mm-hmm. which encompasses South Jersey, mm-hmm. uh Pencil like that east southeastern right. PA right. and and the upper half of Delaware. Fifteen, eighteen ru- million, something like that. What's that? Fifteen, eighteen million, something like that? No, not, not that, that money. That's about probably about about Six million, seven yeah. million, two thirds of there. that. Uh, say two thirds of that are adults, right? Yeah. So beer drinkers whittled down. You know. Um, actually, let me Talking get. Let me get, let me get the. Let me get the population. Well, while while we're waiting on that, let me ask uh, Iowa Sam because I know you. You what? What's a what's a beer going for in the state? I don't drink beer, Iowa. So what what does the beer typically go for in the store? Do you know? Uh, for a six pack like a of, Bud Light or what? Yeah, a six pack. That's fine. That's a six pack right. of Bud Light. Um, I'd say go for about six bucks. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about a dollar a beer, uh, on average, right? And well, like yeah, like two bucks. Say two bucks. Yeah. Six. six that's if you're getting a deal, because usually it's three. Oh, we'll really? Say two bucks. Yeah. Two bucks. A beer. Six million people comprise the Delaware Valley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's say out of six million people. Four million adults. Let's say we say about half would drink a beer. Probably three. Well, yeah, two five. Well, we know how we know how people in this society are. If, if it's free, it's for me. So whether they drink it or not, they'll still want their beer. Right. <laughs> so let, let, let's say out of six, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Two million would would want a beer. Would take up on their offer. Right. 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 Maybe that's too high, but I'll say two. Well, let's say two million. Does that sound about right to you, Ilo? Two million people would actually have a beer. Sounds about right to me. 
It's so a the, little low on my uh, estimation, but yeah. I think so, too. too. Well, you think it's low? I'll, I'll, well, I'll get, you figure six million people, how many of your children, right? You said, what, two-thirds? Yeah, that's true. But but guys like me, if there's something, anything free available, I'd get on a plane to Philadelphia. I'd be like, hey, See? where's mine? See? Exactly. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, But but Bud Light say they would do it. They would cover. Dilly yeah. dilly. <laughs> They're right. So, Mike, here's the prop, right? Are they going to go Philly Philly or Philly Dilly? Philly Philly? <laughs> Stop. Right? Philly Can't Dilly. Can you see that? <laughs> the next commercial. <laughs> and that so guy's good. got an Eagles. That, like, if they win, they've shot an Eagles commercial. Bud Light with beers on us. Philly Philly. They'll have something to the extent where everybody's wearing a dog mask, and then uh, and uh, and then they're they're taking off their mask to have a beer. That's what it is, right? The whole dog mask thing going on, underdog. It would be something, wouldn't it? <laughs> Crazy, dilly dilly and Philly, Philly Philly, <laughs> Philly Philly, Philly Philly, Triple M. You might be onto something, brother. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Philly, Philly. Philly, Philly. All right, we'll come back. <laughs> We're idiots. <laughs> right here. Fellas on Fox. Welcome back, fellas. Lincoln Kennedy. Uh-huh. Anthony Gargano as we hang out here. Uh, Triple M, what did he get the poll results? Yes. Bradley Cooper versus... Uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yes, we, it was a steaming hot debate here on the show. Bradley Cooper versus Mark Wahlberg. I was Sam, of course, very passionate. Yes. Mark Wahlberg fan. He right. was in love with Mark Wahlberg. I don't know if I go that far, but you you had a pretty you you were making a pretty strong case for yourself and saying Mark Wahlberg was better. So it was it was it was out there. So okay, Mike, what did America say about this? America. 78 people voted in on this poll. <laughs> 60 yeah. 78? 70 oh. yeah we, we I mean yeah you get you got to get those people in early in the morning. 60% Bradley Cooper, 40% Mark Wahlberg. Take it that. is settled. it is settled. Take that for data. <laughs> How about that? So that's Be Coops. It's 40 some people for <laughs> Yay. Pete Coop wins. Yay. Hey, we gotta we gotta trust the sample size here. Okay? Trust the process. Trust the process. Yes, that's right. Trust the process, my boys. Mm-mm-mm. All right, I, I'm clearly I've been defeated. I've been by defeated by the way, by this poll. was tweeted in. You guys remember Mark Wahlberg actually left the Super Bowl last year when they were down twenty eight to three. He yeah, left. That was Fugazi move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mr. Pat, Mr. Pat's yeah. guy. Yes. And then in that whole celebration before the uh, the opener against the Chiefs, there was that whole video where they set the scoreboard up to 28-3, to and they had this whole emotional speech. I was like, Mark Wahlberg, you weren't even there for the comeback. Yeah, you, that, that's so Fugazi. <laughs> it's completely Fugazi. No, I, 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 I totally miss that like that we we miss that part of this discussion of like we're debating okay we're debating who's the better actor but in terms of who's a more loyal sports fan mark Wahlberg left yes for the biggest yes. comeback in the history of the super bowl i mean listen like, I, gotta tell you, like, I know boston has a lot of famous fans they do they definitely do but if you go if you go trout cooper as a as a duo that's tough to beat it's it's <laughs> it's, it's very strong very, Mike very Trout's strange. got an Eagles tattoo. Yes. 
And he's not and he's not just sitting in the fans. Like he's on the field for most of their games. He's like on yes. the field. I guess he's not. Get, I know the big angels, man. Can we get Mike Trout next week? Uh, to talk about the Eagles. He had a he had like a huge conference call earlier this week to like get it all out of the way. Yeah, they actually asked him on the conference call yeah. if he was considering coming to the Phillies, and he's like, he's like, you know how Mike Trout is. It's like he's yeah. not he's not going to hourly just screw up and basically just say, hey, yeah, I totally want to come to the Phillies. I know, but he but he he's very confident. He he actually even I forgot what the score he gave on the conference call, but he was very confident that the Eagles are going to pull this one out, even if it's tough against Brady. So you got to respect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, I'm respectfully hopefully for that it does happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just don't want nah, another Super that's Bowl. That's exactly. No, yeah. another one. Big no, league. We got a big basketball game tonight. Golden State and the Celtics. Speaking of Boston, Boston Golden State tonight, Lincoln. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. What do you like? It went usually around this time when you have um, basketball games uh, that matter. You don't necessarily get the best out of it. I think Golden State finds a way to win because I still think they're a touch above and they're Golden State. But uh, but but because the guys are looking forward to the All Star game, kind of the, the play kind of slips and slides a little bit. The guys just want to get through it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's an interesting. Uh, yeah, but it's still a good game though. I mean, oh, it'll be a good game to watch. It'll be a lot you know. better than watching the NFC and the AFC tonight or tomorrow night. Yes, <laughs> and then that's true. That's true. <laughs> and, and of course. It's time soon to bone up on a little college hoop. Oh, yeah. My friend. I like it. All right. So we got a good one today. Probably the best one today is Duke, Virginia. Number two versus number four today. Duke's a four and a half point favorite. The Dukies. Yeah, watch this Virginia team, man. Mm -hmm. Virginia team is really good. Stingy defense. Yeah, yeah. You know, so make sure you do some homework. You watch that. We got uh, Carolina's playing NC State, which is a good I'm game. I'm looking forward Oklahoma. to that game. Yep. And Oklahoma has that young phenom. You know, yes. So I'm so, looking forward to it. It'll be good. Uh, it's some good, some pretty decent ball coming up. And then uh, we need you to do that, Lincoln, all right? Well, yeah, and, I'm looking forward to it because it's coming into the greatest month of the year, February. Yes. I, I'm, I try. Okay. And of course, tomorrow, Villanova. <laughs> it, that's. I I never liked the. Month. I know, I know you don't. It's our birth month. We're separated by a day, but you don't like it. I I know, I, I, I know. I hate See. the day. I hate the month. Where's your sibling? It's a non-sports <laughs> month. <laughs> it's a beautiful sports month. You know, I want to cry when the Super Bowl's over. It oh, sucks. That'll be in that month too. I know. Unless there's a parade, I'll cry again. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thanks Billy, for Billy. listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> nice work, boys. Triple See M. Ya. And I was Sam. Philly, Philly, everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.